Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck. Two fellas, what's up? Steal, steal the week. I'm excited and sad at the same time. I'm a little, I'm indifferent, honestly. I'm not, not indifferent. I mean, obviously, I want to beat the shit out of the Steelers. Um, but I'm just a little, does that sound on Kyle? How yeah, unprofessional. Amateur. Oh, amateur, amateur hour, hour up here. in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Steeler Week. It is. We were just on with the Steel City Renegades the other day. Well, uh, a couple of them. There's like 15 hosts on that show. Uh, only like two of them bothered to make it to that one. It, you know, it's a whole shit show. You know how it goes over there with those guys. They can't They can't start on time. The The link we got sent was basically sent at the start of the show. We didn't even know if the, the, the equipment was going to work, which it didn't. It was a whole fucking to-do. I did notice um, they were missing like the, the all-stars of the group. Yeah, we definitely, unfortunately, we got placed with the B squad. Um, but that's going to happen. I mean, sometimes not everybody can make it. People get busy. Um, I, mean, I think there was actually at one point where talking about balls was hosting the show because yeah, the, I was just going to say we were honored to host it. Uh, <laughs> the, the host of the show fell off a couple times. A Cleveland-based show had to host a Steel City Renegade show. But what are you going to do? I mean, we're professionals. We're good at, good at what we do. And it, no harm, no foul. It is what it is. We carry the torch anywhere we, we go. did. And, you know, we did such a good job. It was like it was exhausting to where we only we only lasted an hour. We had to call it we had to call it a night early because the amount of effort we put into the one hour was just excruciating. Yeah, it was a good roast. Even yeah, even Dave agrees. Dave says B squad. He knows it. <laughs> B squad. Next man up. Basically, <laughs> Dave is the TJ Watt of Steel City Renegades. He is he's the best player on the team. They don't win anything, <laughs> but he's the best player on the team. Uh, and without him, I mean, it really showed. And I think that's what's happening to the Steelers now without TJ Watt. As you saw, they looked just anemic. Hey, they tried. Against the New England Patriots. They did. A for effort. I mean, Absolutely. I give them all, all the credit in the world. Um, but again, you know, talking about balls, we're, we're happy to come in. We're happy to carry the show. That's what we do. You just ask. We're there. Call our name. You'll see us there. Just call a little bit earlier than a minute before the show, though. Speaking of talking. Yeah, that would that would have been nice. Uh, speaking of talking about balls and filling in and doing great things. We are so excited to announce officially here on the show that October 5th, uh, Lucy's Seafood and Steakhouse, uh, I think the name's really long. I, I, I got, I'm close enough. Look up Lucy's Seafood and Steak in Brooklyn, Ohio. And October... The LSS, we'll just call yeah, it for sure. sure. That works for me. Um, <laughs> October 5th, Wednesday night, we will be live from there broadcasting. We're going to get a dinner. We're going to get to review the food. Uh, but I'm really excited. I've been telling Dave since we got here at Redline Radio that we want to do a remote uh, live live show somewhere couldn't be happier that we got one we're so excited uh, i can't wait i hope all of you watching at home any of you fans if you're free that night please show up come celebrate with us uh should be a good time It'd be nice to pack the house and get everybody we know there live just to watch us and interact that's what i really want uh, i also and, want it on record that this isn't a fucking this isn't a, a an interactive thing by the way i want to get that out in the open right now consider it like going to a stand-up comedy show or something like that you sit in the crowd and you shut your mouth while we do the work feel free to laugh Feel free to whisper amongst yourself. And I use that term loosely because I really want you to shut the fuck up. Uh, so be quiet. You don't want people holding signs? Be super, you can hold signs. Signs are quiet. Signs are quiet. Uh, I just don't want noise. I don't want you guys. Don't an- I'm not talking to you directly. Don't answer me when I ask a question. If I say something hypothetically or, you know, just just shut up. I want that on the record. Um, he means it, too. He lays a law down. He gets kind of scary after a while. I'm fired up right now about this. I'm excited. And that, that's my first thought. I'm a very pessimistic person. So the first thing I thought of was. There's going to be people talking while we're trying to record, and I'm very professional. I take it seriously. So shut up. I'm warning you right now. You shut up. 
bitch. Thank you. Tim will be calling you a bitch all night if you don't shut the fuck up. He is our head of security. He's the man behind the board. He's going to throw you right out in the fucking back in the in the garbage dumpster with all the old fish because it is a fucking fish house. Bitch. <laughs> you won't be swimming with the fishes but or sleeping with the fishes. But. I can't control what happens if anybody talks, so that's just uh, just a fair warning. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you don't want to see me all charged up there. You guys are welcome. But keep it quiet. He's saying, because I said thank you for oh, doing that. Oh, got it. Okay. It's like, it's like, what did we do? And now Dave should thank us for hosting Steel, Steel City Renegades. That's how this goes. It's a back do, and forth. Do we get a profit sharing off the Steel City Running Lights now? We should. We, uh, we should. I, I want to see a picture of me and Kyle next opening for Steel City Renegades. <laughs> I want us in the opening credits for you guys. Um, the one shift challenge for Kyle's punishment. Oh, in person at the steakhouse? Oh, that would be bad. No, because I don't need Kyle fucking puking up some flounder or whatever he's going to eat at the seafood <laughs> in the middle of it. I I, I can't have that. Kyle, Kyle can handle the hot stuff, but it's what happens to Kyle's body afterwards that I, I'll never forget when we did the hot sauce thing. Ruin, we went, ruin went to, you. We went to wrestling that night. Yes. It was a very painful night for for my asshole. Let's just put it, put it at that. Don't mind me on my phone right now. I know it looks unprofessional, but I am just trying to share the show with our um, Facebook page. So with that being said, though, while I'm here doing the beginning, I'm going to Today's a, today's a no ad day or no break. I should say we're going to do ads and all that shit. Uh, oh, you're welcome, Dave. Thank you so much for, for saying that. It was a pleasure. Uh, I heard you did a great job at the races. I saw Tim posting some stuff about it. It looked really good. I uh, hope you guys had a good time doing that. That looked awesome. But we were the fill in hosts. It was kind of like, we you know, when, uh, when Oprah would go on vacation, somebody would fill in. And that's kind of what we did for Dave uh, with Steel City Renegades, which of course can be seen seven to nine o'clock every Sunday night during the football season. Um, I wanted to make sure I put that in there because they do take a lot of time off during the season. So I want everybody at home to know that. <laughs> I want everybody to know that we work full time. Well, they got a very old show. crew. I mean, I, I think I the average really, age yeah. is probably like 50 on that show. So they have to get the extra long break. I, I also hear they're trying to, based on the age of the hosts, they're looking to move the show start time up to like three o'clock, give or take. Because <laughs> three to five, got to get to bed by seven six. to nine is way too late. <laughs> I mean, I've heard a couple times when Chipper's on, they go lights out because it's he lives in a nursing home. So I understand they got to start the show a little early. But Steel City Renegades can be seen from seven to nine o'clock on Sunday nights, along with Medium Ratchet, along with Kevin and Quan, professional unprofessionals, just therapy on Monday nights. Of course, our boy Tim Buck Tuesday every Tuesday night from six to eight. He had a great show yesterday. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember his name. I apologize, Tim. Who was your your guest again? Because he was he was fascinating. He was great. Cassius, that's the homie. Cassius, Cassius, that's it. Yeah, he's got a show at the House of Blues coming up. He said he's got a show in California. Wow. Tim gets good guests, man. It's just insightful. He talks to all kinds of artists, just good people. It's a really nice mix on his show. I love it. Um, also on Tuesdays, though, you got Broad Street South crossing the mic. You've got Gary Winter live. You've got, of course, talking about balls seven to nine on Wednesdays. You've got She Vibes, who uh, they might be getting a new time soon, but for the time being, they are seven to eight at Studio One. Uh, Lex Vegas and Club Pizzle on Thursdays at Studio One. You have Money's Crazy Soundtrack. You have Money's Crazy Mind on Fridays. The Grapevine, of course, our guest from last week. want to thank him again. He was fantastic. Loved having him on the show. He was so good. <laughs> Facebook banned us for some reason, so fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. We had such a good show going. We had views out the fucking ass. Everything was going so well. Then all of a sudden, our feed cut out. Uh, we lost some stuff, but it you is what it is. suck! Did you see Damn you, right. Did you fuck see you, the, Facebook. Uh, you see who the special guest on Money's Crazy Mind is this week? Uh, it's Mel. Yeah. yeah. From 4th and Talking 15. about some I'm wrestling. Gonna, I was going to get to that. Yeah. So 4th and 15 can be seen on uh, some Wednesday or Saturdays. Their, their show's on a bit of a break right now. But when they come back, 4th and 15, of course, I've been on it. Kyle's been on it. Uh, Mel, friend of show. Great guy. Um, he will be on with Money's Crazy Mind on Friday night. Looking forward to that. Talking about uh, 
uh, wrestling, as Kyle said, wrestling. all things wrestling. Wrestling. It's W R A S S L I N. So that means wrestling. you're talking just WCW Deep South wrestling. Of course. Uh, and then you also have too much information, TMI, and comedy and cocktails on Saturday. So what you're saying is we have a full schedule of shows on Redline Radio. I just read through it every single day of the week. I kind of look though. You know, for some of you out there, pick up a show on a Monday. We only got one show on Monday nights. We need to pick that up. Step up. Yeah, we need it. We need someone to jump on here and do a show, uh, Studio Two on Monday nights. I would almost think Steel City should move their show. And this isn't trying to be funny. This is serious. They should move their show to to Mondays because then they have a day to kind of digest. They can go live during the Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers, of course, are terrible. So Monday night games are going to be a thing of the past. So they'll at, have least, their, for, at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah, right? they're going to have their Mondays open, so it's going to be perfect. It's um, a good thought. They, they, just they probably should get a manager. You know, probably help them out a little bit. I would. You know, hey, I'm not going to tell them how to run their show. They seem to be doing. And all right, job, you know, uh, but yeah, Mondays look bare, but every day of the week, check it out. Redline radio always have something going. There's always something new happening. Great stuff. Uh, over the weekend, last weekend, they live streamed Dave at the races. Always something happening. Um, the jets are good. The jets are fine. Uh, I think they play the Steelers this year. If I'm not mistaken. Don't they? Are they playing everybody in the AFC North? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They're going to beat the fuck out of Pittsburgh because I mean, Joe Flacco torched us and, uh, and our, Jacoby Brissett, Nick Chubb ran mud holes through that Jets defense where the Steelers obviously have no offensive line. We'll talk about all that when we do the preview of the Browns versus Steelers. Um, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm over the Jets game now. I've moved on. You Really? Yesterday I was pissed. I still wasn't over it. Even a little bit this morning, I, I was still a little I don't pissed. know, man. Like this entire week's just been a fucking drag. Like I, I just can't help but listen to sports talk radio on my way to work. It's just a channel. It's on my radio. I get in and as soon as they turn the car on, they're just talking about the Jets. They're talking about how fans should act. They're talking about the ownership, talking about coaches, responsibility, trains, buses running over. It's just, I, I every day is depressing. And I just, I don't know. I can't get past it. I just want to get, I'm glad that I think I've heard that people mention, I'm glad the Thursday night game were part of it because it gets this week kind of over with sooner. Either mm-hmm. we're going to be happy come tomorrow night or we're going to be just pissed off some more. But yeah, I'm not hundred percent past it yet because that fucking sucked. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pissed. I just kind of met the point where it's over and done with. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that kind of helped me out feel better about it was uh, the the players only meeting, which we'll talk about all this. Um, but yeah, no, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, the the defense had some blunders and the Jets had to get really lucky. I've kind of put it all into perspective. The Jets needed to do a fake uh, fake punt. Yep. They needed to get an onside kick. They needed us to miss an extra point. Like all the stars had to align for the Jets to get that win, which just shows me that the Browns, it was a fluke thing. I mean, obviously that was the, an embarrassing loss, a loss that was a, a historic loss that should never happen to another team in history of the NFL. Uh, but it happened. So it is what it is. As soon um, as they got that touchdown, that deep, that blown coverage touchdown, I'm like, okay, here we go. And then they got the onside kick. I'm like, we're going to fucking lose this game. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was fairly confident during the onside kick just because onside kicks are supposed to be like less than 1% chance of recovery. No, no, once they recover the oh, outside okay. kick. I thought you meant after no, the No, no, uh, so the when they touchdown. when they when they got the long touchdown, I said, "Okay, this sucks." And then I'm like, as soon as they got the outside kick, I'm like, we're going to fucking lose this. Oh, uh, yeah, no, as soon so as they got the outside kick. Yeah, no, yeah, it's as not soon me. as they got it, I was like, <laughs> "Okay, we're fucked cuz we can't stop them." Yeah. Yeah, there's just no way. I mean, it took them what? Five passes to get down the field and for the touchdown? Yeah, cuz I mean, with the onside kick recovery, they're already yeah. damn near at midfield, fucking horrible. so they only needed to go 50 yards in, you know, a minute and a half or whatever the time was because we gave up that touchdown so damn fast. Um, it is what it is. We weren't going undefeated. I did predict we would start off three and one with our loss coming from Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh looks like complete ass. So I think tomorrow, you know, spoiler alert, uh, I think the Browns should win pretty easily. Um, 
and then you beat the Falcons next week, and then you're three and one, just like we all predicted to yeah, go through looks, the start, and everything's going to be okay. Pretty, Falcons look pretty good though so far. They've looked okay, but um, I mean they're zero and two. They look like the team that could catch you though, like can get you off guard. I mean they've they've played really a pretty two good game so far this year. Yeah, I mean they've they've been in, they've been competitive. I, I've seen plenty of young teams like the Falcons. I mean the Browns have had a million of them where you may only win three or four games, but you're in those games. So that's sure. kind of what I'm hoping we get with them. Uh, I think I, I just hope that Sunday was a wake up call for everybody. We'll we'll break the game down entirely, and I will you know give give more in depth thoughts on that. But we will move on first and foremost. Um, Browns fans, as Kyle said, calling into radio station saying. You know, so-and-so should get hit by a bus. So-and-so should do this. I think it was karma that kicked us in the nuts on Sunday. And that's because of this group of fans, as you will see right here. <laughs> putting happy endings are not illegal with a Deshaun Watson. First off, why is he in a fucking Texan shirt? Okay. <laughs> why does he look like a white woman on a mannequin? Also, I think that's, is that long hair? It looks like a white woman on a mannequin. Um, why does is, why is the white woman have a penis, I guess? Well, it's 2022, so we're not here to judge oh, that. Oh, okay. We don't. Got it, got I'm it. not trying to get canceled, but uh, that's a huge dick. Yeah, good for her or him. Good for them. Good, good for they. <laughs> good for or whatever. Them. I don't know. Good what for they. There I don't know what go. the fuck you're supposed to say anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, Browns fans, come on, let's let's be better than this. I understand the quote's kind of funny. If you want to just hang up the poster, because that is an, it, that's a direct quote from Deshaun Watson's lawyer. So it's not like they're putting that up there to be funny. That was a literal direct quote from a lawyer who has a law degree and it took the bar and, and you know, all this and that, um, the mannequin though, come on guys. I, what's funnier about this picture. It's, it's kind of cropped out here is like right here underneath is all the, uh, is Joe Thomas, uh, comic books framed. Oh, is that what that was? I didn't. Yeah. So in. The, I, no, I didn't those are it. pictures normal, but over here in the corner, they have like pictures, the, uh, Joe, Joe, uh, the Joe Thomas comic book that they were put, giving out that day, um, uh, for his ring of honor ceremony. So oh, okay. they have that in the front too. So it's just funny that the whole picture encompassing is just, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I actually, my, uh, my brother and sister-in-law went to the game and she took a picture of the Joe Thomas uh, magazine comic book thing, but it says it's basically like a, uh, what's, what are they called? The, uh, the game book yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it says like Browns versus jets, whatever. And she's like, Hey, do you want this for your basement? Like whatever. And I just said, Nope, I want no memories of this game. So no, thank you. <laughs> I love you, Joe Thomas, but no fucking way is it entering my house. I want this game out of the, out of my mind forever. Um, so you're saying this is what, uh, we kind of just fucked ourselves for the whole, uh, cause it's funny you mentioned that. Cause if you go in, I don't know if you're on Reddit, I'm sure you are on underneath the Browns. There's just like a whole like thread of like, just how karma basically bent the, bent the Browns over on Sunday. I mean, yes and no. Honestly, it just I I believe that we just we beat ourselves. The Browns completely beat themselves. It's two weeks in a row. The defense has had huge meltdowns. Again, I'll break it all down here in a minute. Um, but the fans have to stop giving reasons for the media to shit on us. The Browns are already a very hated team. The Browns are a couple jerseys were funny. They said Rubin and her said tugging, both number four. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that, I guess that's okay. But like something like this, you know, is going to go viral. It, it's just, it's it. Again, we're already really fucking hated. We have nothing really to. Yeah, this picture circulated a lot of different articles. This was worse probably than that. Uh, fuck them host sign that that guy had at the preseason game. Yeah, I would say so. This, this is way was worse. A, this was a front uh, front page of Deadspin. I think it was a front page of. <laughs> Are one of the articles in Barstool, so this made its rounds around the internet, pretty uh, pretty popular. Actually, you know what? I take it back. After thinking about it here for ten seconds, this is not worse than the fuck them hoes because this is just them trying to be funny, and that's unfortunately, if all this stuff is true, 
probably what it looked like. He was probably laying there with a little tiny towel on with a, like a, a hard dick. Um, Dude. And he was probably getting happy endings. The fuck them hoes thing, though, is like he's shitting on the women. That is a little too well, far. That picture so that's made worse. it worse because he had a kid next to him as well. That, that too. This one, no kids around. Probably some were made afterwards because they were all there, very intoxicated. There is but a tip jar, which is that's all you need. Just the tip. Just the tip. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, this is either way. It may not be as bad as the fuck them host things, but it's still we are already very hated. Everybody hates the Browns for getting Watson, even though half the league tried to get Watson. But I digress. Um, everybody hates the Browns for giving Watson one million dollars in his contract this year. Meanwhile, it leaked today that Mike Evans restructured his contract in the offseason to where he's only making league minimum. It's really? kind of funny how the Buccaneers did that. Nobody mentions it, but the Browns do it with Deshaun Watson. And suddenly and they've the done worst. it with plenty of other players. And it's all oh, the Browns are just screwing them up. They're the screwing in the it. background of that pick. The mic, the flag in the background. No, I, I did not. I think that's the only picture we have, too. I don't have like a full size. So if you want to let me know what it says, I would appreciate it, Adam. Um, but yeah, this is just hacky. And as you said, there's Browns fans calling radio stations and it. I, I call them Captain Hindsights. There's so many people that they're they're bitching about Nick Chubb saying he should have gone down at the one. Guys, we were, if Cade York didn't miss the extra point, we were getting a 14-point lead with less than two minutes to go against the, in, in terms of the child from Big Daddy, the goddamn Jets, and they had no timeouts. <laughs> we had the game in the fucking bag. Stop trying to blame Nick Chubb for scoring a touchdown. That's the dumbest argument that I've ever heard. Um, well, think about it too. In order to get that first down for him to go down, it, it, was, it, be at it was the, the two. one yard line. He two was or the one. Yeah, full, he's, full he's not going to fall down there. Full speed. What could he have really done when there's he's surrounded by yeah. defenders? I mean, if no. you try to take a knee, you're probably going to get hit from behind and knocked into the end zone anyway. Right, right. Maybe you get knocked out of bounds, which would have been okay. But I mean, it's just so it's so easy again as non football players, as everybody that's watching the show and talking about it that have never played at this level. It's so easy for you to go. Oh, why didn't he go down at the one? That's what I would have done. Sure you would, guy who works at fucking Heinen's or something. Sure you would have gone down at the one. You know all about what to do in a clutch situation of football. Did you get the picture? It's that one picture with Watson's face on it. Oh, the guy with the dick? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see that. So maybe that is Photoshopped. That, I really that, don't know. That, that is hilarious. At, at this rate, based on the looks of their uh, their tailgate extravaganza, I wouldn't doubt it if that's actually what happened there. Um. But yeah, Browns fans need to fucking relax a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, just l listening the entire week, obviously you have the fans calling in saying, okay, so someone needs fired. I think we even texted on Sunday and said, Joe Woods needs to go because it's just something's not being communicated directly to that that defense. And th there's just no organization. It just confuses me more than anything is that this defense, defensive coordinator, we're all here last year and we didn't have this problem. Like we didn't have these blown coverages like we did like this year. Ironically enough, year. we actually, if you remember, the first couple of weeks of the season last year, our yeah. defense sucked. Everybody was online bitching about how shitty our defense is. We didn't is. have this kind of like we didn't have this, but like still, this. Yeah. It, it does seem though that like for three straight years, we've definitely had defensive issues where we're up and down. We're very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, it, it it it's to the point where you are in year three with right. this group. You are needing to kind of blame somebody for not doing their job properly. You, the the more you, if you keep a crew together, the longer you go, the better everybody should be. Right. The defense should not be having these issues, especially when you have veterans like Denzel Ward, veterans like John Johnson the third. Grant Delpit's in his third year right now, so he's technically kind of a veteran. He's young, but he's still getting up there. 
Anthony um, Walker's back there. I mean, you got yeah, you have you have Miles Garrett defense. on the defense. How are how is everyone not on the same page? How are you having these breakdowns? You're not going to fire players. Yeah, that's not how sports work. Somebody has to be held accountable. To me, you got to go for the defensive coordinator. Uh, they're not going to fire him on a short week. I knew that. I was pissed immediately after the game, and I was saying they should have fired Eric Woods. Don't get me wrong, but I knew after the game there was no way they're going to fire him on a short week. So with that being said. They have to show up tomorrow night. I'm yeah. talking the defense has to play like they did in the playoff game against Ben Roethlisberger. I'm talking multiple uh, turnovers. You have to dominate the fucking game. That's it. If we come out and we give up, Pittsburgh is known right now. Ask any Steeler fan, Dave, if you're still watching. What do you feel? How do you feel about the Pittsburgh offense? We talked on Steel City running lates the other day. They, they hate the offense. They want Matt Canada fired. They say the Pittsburgh offense is fucking disgraceful. Um, if we go out there and we give up, well, you gave up 31 to the fucking Jets, to Joe Flacco and the Jets. The Jets are projected to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. You lost to them, A, and B, you gave up 31 points. You cannot give up a lot of points to Pittsburgh. You just can't. Right. Their offense sucks ass. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where I think it's funny talking about the offense. I've seen two different quotes this week, one from Bill Cowher, one from Ben Roethlisberger, all saying the same thing about Mitch Trubisky is that he's he's afraid to make mistakes, so he's playing very conservatively. Or someone's saying that, oh, he's being held back by the offense. They're not letting him loose to make mistakes. So he's throwing that very conservative type football. Um, but no, it's it's true. They can't move the ball. They've proven they can't move the ball. So we should win this game easily. I'm, but I mean, you kind of let's be honest. I mean, I'm still a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, until <laughs> after, I see that, after Sunday, I'm I'm afraid of every team right now. I will say right now that yeah, I agree. 50, 55 points in two games is, is disgusting, especially when you're facing Joe Flacco in year 15 or whatever he's in and Baker Mayfield. Imagine what what's this defense going to do against Justin Herbert? What are they going to do against Tom Brady, Josh Allen? We face all those guys this year. They better figure this shit out today, or it's going to be a start fucking the, awful start season. Start the other quarterback on a fantasy team is all I can probably suggest. That's kind of what it's looking like. Um, offensively, though, I'll give all the credit in the world to the Browns. Right now, I mean, they're averaging almost 30 points a game. What more can you ask for? The offense is ranked high in all kinds of rankings right now for the year. Rightfully uh, so. Jacoby Brissett's ranked higher on uh, quarterback rankings right now. He's he's playing good football. He's not making mistakes. I'm not going to count that interception at the end of the game last week against them. It happened, but it's one of those plays you had to take a chance it was, on. It was a desperation yeah. play. I mean, so, what are you going to do? He made great throws the entire game on Sunday. He made good throws the first week. But as we talked about, he's gotten more and more confident. He's each week gone on so far. I expect the same thing tomorrow night. I expect he's to come out, make good throws, get Amari Cooper involved. I, however, my only my only complaint, and this is not a, um, it, I won't say it's a Jacoby fault, but I mean, there's more people than Amari Cooper out there that I, I think you need to get more involved. You look at the stat line; the other receivers only had like two or three catches. They all went to Amari the entire game. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe get the tight ends more involved. Get, you know, yeah, Harrison Bryan back there. Get Njoku involved. Get, um, I mean, I think Bell only had one catch for six yards. Get him more involved, you know? Um, yes and no. So, I, I if you really want to, if you go back and watch it, you see Harrison Bryan was extremely involved early in the game. Yeah. Had a lot of catches in the first quarter. Uh, then you fast forward a little bit. David Njoku got involved. Then David Njoku had a huge key drop. So, they stopped going to him. And sure. I feel like that's, that's, that's fair because that's what David Njoku does. Uh, Harrison Bryant's out tomorrow. I didn't know that. I didn't see that. Um, the only thing I saw officially was Jadavian Clowney was ruled out. He's out for sure. And they said Conklin and Conklin Garrett starting, are scheduled to, starting, to yeah. play. So that's exciting to have Jack Conklin back. But we'll talk about all that. Um, if somebody could verify that, I, I did not see anything about Harrison Bryant even being on the injury report. He had a he left the game with a concussion, and then he came back in on Sunday. 
And that's the last I saw. So if yeah. anybody could follow up with that, I would appreciate it. Maybe, maybe I missed it, but all I saw was clowny. Um, and then more with the fans throwing a fucking bottle at the owner, Jimmy Haslam for what reason? Don't get me wrong. You may not like Jimmy Haslam because he was accused of the, uh, the, the behind the scenes shit at pilot flying J, but at the same time, he just looks angry. He does. He looks pissed. I mean, that was probably taken after one of fucking Joe Flacco's four touchdowns. I, I had that look in my fucking basement. I just didn't have the gray hair uh, or white hair, technically. Um, but it, it, we look terrible. I, I don't blame him for being pissed. But why are fans throwing things at Jimmy Haslam? Jimmy Haslam has done everything in his power. He is the only ma- the only owner in football that's gave given a guaranteed contract like he did to Deshaun Watson. You're going to be pissed at him. He's trying to get you your franchise quarterback. He's trying to win a championship. He is doing everything in his power to make this team successful. You're going to throw a bottle at him, albeit an empty uh, Aquafina bottle. Still, what are you doing? So that guy got arrested. That guy is banned from Cleveland Brown Stadium, which the way they played on Sunday, that's probably a good thing. I don't even think that's a punishment. They should actually give him season tickets the way the defense played. I mean, um, to throw an empty water bottle and be accurate with it, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, if it was truly empty to throw an empty water bottle a distance and hit somebody, if you were meaning to hit him, is pretty impressive. Especially um, from what I heard was the guy was fucking wasted. So the yeah. fact that he's he's just loaded drunk, sitting very, very low to the to the stadium. He had really good seats. Um, And then to peg, chuck a bottle at Jimmy Haslam. I mean, talk about balls. <laughs> we should get the guy on the show. I would love him. Yeah, if you're... He, he deleted all of his social media because of all the backlash. So if he's out there, if anybody knows that guy, get him in touch with me. I'd love to have him sitting right here, dead center. Right talking where, about balls. Right where, talking about balls. right where Jimmy's cock is right there. You're good. I want you sitting there right where you threw that bottle. Um, But yeah, so the Browns fans are a little fucking out of control, and I understand. Um, Okay, so Brian should be good. I thought I thought so. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a good game tomorrow. We'll break it all down in the second half of the episode because you guys know how we do it after our picks. Um, but again, spoiler alert, Brown should win and they should win easily and they better win easily. I should say also, because you're, you're getting shit on again, the national media fans around the world, they are looking for every reason to talk shit, to hate on you because you have Deshaun Watson. They, the, the, the mannequin getting a hand job thing, more fuel to the fire, the fuck them hose sign, more fuel to the fire, the people wearing jerseys that say rubbing and tugging. It, it may seem funny to you, but you should wear funny jerseys making fun of players if they're on the opposing team. Why would you wear a jersey making fun of Deshaun Watson, basically, if you're a Browns fan? You just got to be the cool guy at the at the, at the the Muni lot. That's what you were going for. Like, I did. I bought a Deshaun Watson jersey as soon as we traded for him. I wore it to the draft in Vegas, but I wasn't wearing it to be ironic. I love the Cleveland Browns. I like Deshaun Watson a lot as a quarterback. You also am, like a little bit of drama, though, And also, too. I wanted... I mean, I was like, hey, I'm in <laughs> Vegas. I'm showing lie. support for my team. Because either way, I was going to get people... Let's say I wore a Cleveland Browns shirt, just a t-shirt. There are going to be people that are going to talk shit and say, oh, you have Deshaun Watson. You have this rapist, whatever they want to call him. I figured, fuck it. I'm beating him to the punch. Sure. I'm just going to wear a Watson jersey so they don't have to ask me, how do you feel about them trading for Watson? I'm going to fucking wear it with pride and say, I'm happy as fuck they traded for Deshaun Watson. So that's what I did. Um, but the fans that are wearing things making fun of him, I just don't understand it. Are you a Browns fan or are you not? Like, if you don't like Watson, that's your prerogative and you're more entitled to wear that jersey, I guess, if you really want to shit on him. But at the same time, if you don't like Watson and you're that against the Browns having him, why are you going to the games? Why are you spending money on merchandise? Why are you doing things like that? It doesn't make sense to me. I'd be curious me. to see if that if they even went into the game or they just went down and tailgated. I thought he said they were in the game. Um, the, the jersey were. I don't know. I don't know if they were the same people, though. Yeah, he said the couple's jersey at the game was funny. So I don't know. Maybe they were just tailgating. I, I don't know. But uh, Browns fans got to get their shit together. Um, although this week was very justified, in my opinion, to be mad. And Miles Garrett 
he needs to pretend he's at Lucy's Seafood and Steakhouse watching us live, and he needs to shut the fuck up. I love you, Miles, but shut your fucking mouth. Stay in your lane. We are paying fans. We have every right to boo you off the fucking field that you just choked away a game against the goddamn Jets. We have every right to talk shit. Fans have every right to tweet negative things at you, to yell at you if they see you, to tell you you suck if they're Stewie from Family Guy. They can talk as much shit as they want. Except not punch you. Don't don't punch him. I do not advise that. No physical contact. (laughs) And and that's just not because Miles Garrett is the size of a a fucking dinosaur from Jurassic Park. He's huge. (laughs) He is. I don't recommend physical altercations with anybody. Yeah. Um, But yeah, shut the fuck up. Stop telling fans that they, they shouldn't boo who who put their who put their foot in their mouth more this week was it miles or was it justin fields did you hear justin fields no what did he say he said basically along the lines is that we work hard for that and we deserve they don't deserve to whatever boo us or it means more to us than it does the fans because we work harder than they do for this it's like really i mean i get that you work harder because you're physically paid to work harder and be in the game but you don't deserve it doesn't mean more to you than it does the fans it like, means more to the fans than anybody because it's. It, I just thought that was the most interesting quote ever because I mean he got he got thrown under the bus this week big time. I'd have to look up the exact quote while, while you're talking. I'll look it up because it's, it's just funny to me. So I did not see that, but my initial thoughts on it are, you know, you're a pro athlete. Obviously, you're gifted. You have these amazing abilities. You've trained hard. You work hard every week to be a professional. More power to you. However, you could get drafted to any team. You can sign with any team when you're a free agent. You can come and go. You can request trades. You can demand them to leave. You you don't have to have your heart invested in this specific team. Whereas fans are most of the time, except for, you know, I think there's a couple guys on Steel City that grew up Browns fans, then switched to Steelers fans, and they, you know, they make changes along the way. Uh, which I don't understand. I truly don't don't get it. How could you be a Browns fan one day and then a Steelers fan the next? But it happens. I forgot his name, but one of the hosts on Steel City Running Lates uh has done that. Said he grew up a lifelong Browns fan, and he switched to the Steelers. Oh, that that new host they have. Yeah, I forgot his name off the time I had it. Stan. That might be it. It might be Stan. Tim, is that it? No, maybe. Mm, whatever. Stan. We'll just call him Stan. That sounds good enough for me. Uh, we'll just. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> you don't know that his name, if his name's Stan or not. I think his name's Stan. I think it is. I'm accurate sure that his name is t- Stan. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I love it. Um, honestly, though, I, I I apologize for not knowing his name, but uh. But he switched teams. Most people don't do that. So for a, a player to say that it means more to them, the fuck it does. Because I've watched this Browns team suck ass since 1999, since I was a child. I have I have put up with their fucking 0-16 season, the 1-15 seasons. I've seen so much garbage, and I stand by this team. So his quote for Sunday, Justin Fields, was saying that they don't deserve to boo them because they aren't putting in any work. And it means more to the players than it does any fan. He since has backed off that comment and explained what he meant, saying that he was in a bad mood on Sunday. He didn't want to talk to the media, and he just said the first words that came to his mouth. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I, I imagine a lot of players, regardless of their team, sure, they want to play well. They don't want to lose. I'm not saying players leave games after a loss and are there. They're like, oh, you know what? We lost. Who gives a shit? Like yeah. it's fine. Let's go clubbing. Most people don't have that attitude. Albeit, there are some players on teams that will have that attitude. I know. I used to get pissed off when the Browns were terrible and you would see videos of them clubbing with bottle service and shit like that. Are you talking about Johnny Manziel? No, he oh, didn't. Okay. He didn't just do it after losses. He, that's how he lived his life. So he is, <laughs> he's an anomaly. I don't even consider him a, a part damn of this. Damn floating, floating swan. 
in but, Vegas. But there are plenty of players that after you know the team can suck, we could have a hard loss, and yeah. then there's pictures of them at a, at a nightclub and shit like that because they just right. like ah, whatever i'm gonna live it up well people are only usually here for like a, a cup of coffee or a paycheck and there's, it's been known in the past that people come to cleveland to get a paycheck dwayne bow so it's it's one of those things where it's I, i'm sorry like i agree with you wholeheartedly that a fan deserves the right to voice their opinion on what they just paid money to support go watch go go whatever take their family down i've been a browns fan my whole life you've been a browns fan your whole life even though our opinions probably are never going to be heard directly from the play to the players, I'm still going to have an opinion. You're still going to have an opinion. And when a whole stadium of how many, whatever, 67,000 people have an opinion at one time and it happens to be a boo, that should tell you something. It's actually funny you say that. Uh, we're going to we're gonna segue really quick. We'll come back to the Jets-Browns uh, recap, but I want to talk about Joe Hayden retiring because you brought up something yeah. that I want to talk about. So if you could throw sure. that up, Tim, I apologize for going out of order. Um, but, you know, you never know if you're going to catch me in a mood where I'm going to go on a rant. So... That's the beautiful thing about social media. As Kyle said, sometimes the players aren't going to see it. Um, I sent it to you in the second email or third, one of the two. Um, but Joe Hayden announced his retirement today. Joe Hayden was a uh, Browns player. He got drafted here in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Um, played here, played well, pro bowler. And then Sashi Brown decided he is going to be a cap casualty. So Sashi Brown let him go. And... And I mean, I mean that literally he released him and then he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That happens. And next thing you know, he played there. He played well and he's calling it a career. Yeah. I personally miss Joe Hayden. I really liked him. I uh, honestly wanted him to maybe if he was willing to play, I would have loved them to sign him this year uh, in the office. Like I had a, like I had a lot of people say that a lot of people were like, you know, Joe Hayden should get a comeback in Cleveland. That would be, that would be really cool. He stays in great shape. He looks like he's in really good shape. And why wouldn't you want a, ve a veteran presence back there with all that young talent that we have right. giving he, advice to, could he use it on Sunday maybe to communicate this fucking defense? <laughs> hey, hey uh, uh, be on the same page. They're going to throw it over your head. Got it. Thanks Joe. That only happened once in Joe Hayden's career. And that's because the entire defense Ooh, was still in a that, huddle that against game. Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, I think about the, where he got no, Burton AJ in Jacksonville Green. too. AJ Green. We were all in a huddle. I remember it. It was, I think, AJ Green's rookie year or something like that. And uh, everybody was in a huddle. We're still talking. We're playing the Bengals. It was a close game, too, if I'm not mistaken. All of a sudden, they fucking call hike. They go deep. The Browns are all like looking around, like, what the fuck? I'll never forget that game. Um, I think he got lit up by Cecil. Uh, I forget his last name. Uh, Jacksonville. Shorts. Yeah, yeah Cecil, Cecil Shorts. Shorts. He got lit up he that did. game. And then that happens. I mean, no corner is perfect. Joe Hayden used to get lit up by Antonio Brown, but it's funny that people would use that against him. But who didn't get lit up by Antonio Brown? That dude was a fucking good wide receiver Our until he went crazy. Got lit up by him too. He got he got something else too. He saw the bottom. He saw the size of his cleats. It had like a number eleven <laughs> coming right at his face, whatever size he wears. Um, but what you mentioned was uh, players not seeing what fans say, and I yeah. think that there's. I think they really do. Like if you go off on a player on Twitter, they're going to see it. They they may not acknowledge it because they're probably told like fucking ignore all that shit, but they're going to see it because I know for a fact, Joe Hayden's used to look at tweets because when he was with the Browns, Twitter was fairly new, uh, maybe 2011, 2012, whatever. Um, the Browns sucked. I was very pissed off no. one day. I started going <laughs> off on players on Twitter, started talking a bunch of shit to Joe Hayden. Cause he was tweeting something about like going shopping, whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't remember even what it was about. And I started talking shit like you should focus more on playing and then fucking buying designer clothes or something, whatever. And uh, he started tweeting me back and we, we we were going back and forth for a little bit. Like it was it was it was kind of angry for both of us. And then uh, 
eventually cooler heads prevailed and, and you know we both apologized to each other and then and he ended up following me on twitter and like we used to talk all the time yeah. and there was one time i was at brown's camp and he used to recognize me <laughs> which was really weird and it was uncomfortable for me because i didn't you're, expect you're easy it. to pick out of a crowd though so, so i'm standing there I'm at, I'm at camp one morning and i'm just with a couple friends whatever we're watching the browns practices back when they were doing two a days and i'm just standing there dbs are doing their drills and that's it i'm just watching all of a sudden he runs by on a, on a drill and he's like hey what's up justin everyone in the crowd fucking stops looks at me they're like who the fuck is this guy? How does Joe Hayden know him? I'm like, oh, hey, Joe, how you doing? Like, I had no idea he would even know who I was, but he stopped and he was like, hey, how you doing? Right in the middle of practice. And it just shows you that the players, they do see what you say on Twitter. So I have, from that moment, I've kind of backtracked. I don't talk as much shit to players, but right. I do think some of them do deserve it. But if you say it in a respectful, not even respectful, but if you say it in a way of like, you're not just saying you're a fucking bomb, I hate you. Like, if you're actually like, you blew that fucking coverage, like you got to get better, like say things like that. I think it helps. Who's I think- the last athlete you went all in on? Oh, uh, yeah, if you had to remember and, and, and what reason why, um, honestly, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure not long ago, I probably tagged somebody in a tweet and just said like, this guy fucking sucks. Maybe <laughs> Delhi, honestly, might've been the last one a couple of years ago. It could have been, um, I really don't know. I'd have to look into that, but I, I've, I've since not done that. I kind of just tweet vaguely. I don't, I don't tag the people in the tweet anymore. I'm right. just kind of like, so-and-so blew this, like that fucking sucks. Like I make fun of the teams, but I don't do it directly to them anymore because they probably do see it. They're getting a million of them. Um, I, I also look at it now as, as I've gotten older and wiser is it's, it's probably not good for their mental health to just sure. keep piling on. I don't want to be a part of that. If a guy has a bad game, he's probably already pissed off. He's probably already down on himself, you know, depressed, whatever. I don't want to keep piling on because we have another game. If I, if I, if I tag Denzel Ward and I tag Grant Elpit and I talked a bunch of shit to them, they're already having a pretty fucking bad week. Do I really want to pile that on when we have a game on Thursday? No, I'm just doing my part to stay out of the mess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioning the players, you're not seeing things made me think about that Joe Hayden story. That's why I wanted to do a piece on him. I'm a huge Joe Hayden fan. I've always supported him uh, when we drafted him. What, what happened was I forgot we, he was talking shit back. We were talking shit and I told him something like we should have drafted Earl Thomas over you or something like that. Like I was roasting him. <laughs> like I was just saying, I'm like, you were a fucking bad pick. We should have taken this. Maybe uh... it was Eric Berry, whoever, Whoever was taken after I mean, him. both legit good picks. Very though. good. I mean, Joe Hayden is no <laughs> slouch either. I just, I was just pissed off. We sucks. I told him like, we should have taken this guy instead of you. Like you're a fucking bomb. Like I was going off on him, but it all worked out. We became friends. Everything's good. Um, but yeah, I really want to talk about Joe Hayden and, and, and that. They, up a good they were segue. talking about the retirement thing today. And they said that some of the, I guess the morning crew, uh, listens to the uh, Pittsburgh side of things. Sometimes, They're not happy. And they are not happy that he's retiring as a Brown and not a Steeler. I mean, come on. He he got drafted by us. He played seven years here. He played five for you. Uh, I think he was a little more um, personally successful with the Browns, like meaning like he his accolades like personally was better with the Browns than they were with the Steelers. Um, yeah, of course, he did better as a team with the Steelers, but I, I, it only makes sense to me. I don't know. I think a lot I of it think has we to do, embraced him better. Too. I was Tim. You yeah, took the words right yeah, out of my mouth. I was going to say he was so Cleveland. He, I think he met he's his still, wife here. He, he met still his wife lives here. here. Yeah, he, yeah. He met his wife. He started a family when he was in Cleveland. Yeah. He still has deep roots with Cleveland. Um, so I think that's why he wants to retire a Brown because right. that meant that that was literally his whole life. Like that, that got him in the NFL. He's his foot in the door that started this, you know, he's made a lot of money playing in the NFL. I mean, let's, not, um, let's be honest too. Pittsburgh burns a lot of bridges when it comes to teams and the players too. They do. I mean, I mean, how many times do you see like watch steel city running late? How many times is there a pretty decent player that would probably be successful on any other team? And then right. they're shitting on him. They're, this guy fucking sucks. Get yeah, him out of here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think there's a famous story that they had to like pay Bradshaw a lot of money one time 
to come back for like a ceremony. They they were like giving like yeah. an award away. Players don't you like to go back. Have there. to do that <laughs> yeah. for like one of you your had best. to bribe him to go back. That's crazy to me. And, um, and Joe Thomas literally, I think, lives at First Energy Stadium. That's how yeah, Joe Thomas there. was like crying. The fans were so so great to him. And then now we're going to embrace Joe Hayden tomorrow night. I'm so excited for that. He's signing yeah. a one day contract with the Browns. He's retiring. More power to He's him. He's going to make a secret appearance in the Browns tomorrow night. We could use him. I hope that I hope that one day contract gets him a jersey and a spot on the team. It's gonna be like a wrestling. He's gonna be in the backstage with the black hoodie on. It's gonna be like secret out of the tunnel and then rips off the uh, jacket. I'm okay with it. Goes into the game for one more play. than okay with it. Sign me <laughs> up. Uh, Adam brought up a really good point a few minutes ago. Where he said Jim Donovan hit the nail on the head. For those of you that don't know, if you get a chance, check out the Jim Donovan thing. Basically reiterated what I just said. Uh, where he he called out Miles Garrett and he said, you know, we. We've suffered through these shit seasons. We we spend money to go to the games. We spend money on your merchandise. You want us to cheer for you. You want us to support you. We fill the fucking stadium. We're, we're as loud as can be. Right. What do we have to show for it? Nothing. We have embarrassment, shitty losses, like what just happened against the Jets. Don't you ever fucking tell us to be quiet. Now it's, un- it's unfortunate when the best player in your team has to go and take one for the team. You know, it's unfortunate. The other thing too is like they're human. They're, they're amazing, talented athletes. They are they're looked upon as like not immortal, but they're like godlike in terms of like they they don't seem real. Like how is how is Miles Garrett a human being that walks this earth just like I do? You yeah. know what I mean? Like look at when look you at, see him in public, you're just like an awestruck. You're like Jesus. he's so big, yeah. he can move so fast. You're just amazed at pro athletes. So it's like you forget that they're human. So after the game, when Miles Garrett said that, I think he was just kind of in his emotions. We just blew a bad lead. Uh, I I had no idea about his neck injury that he suffered, so he's hurt. Yeah, we blew a lead. He's getting booed off the field. He's in pain. Yeah. He's probably pissed off that we lost and everything. And then on top of it, he's you know he's just talking out of his ass. When you do a press conference right after a game, you don't even really have time to shower and like digest your thoughts. So he's kind of speaking off the cuff, wasn't thinking straight. And does he regret saying that? I'm sure he does. Just like Justin Fields probably regrets what he said, but it happens. So and, and hopefully for someone, he learned from that. He'll never say anything that and stupid I think again. He's someone who also watches his mentions too, because he is pretty active on social media. Sure. Um, there's people tweeting at him. You could see in his like mentions or whatever, like, where were you the last drive? Like he didn't get to Joe Flacco at all in his yeah. last five or six plays. Like they were calling him out for not doing his job. I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I two two plays before the touchdown. So not the touchdown throw, but the one right before it. Uh I didn't go back and watch, but from everything I read, everyone says that uh Miles Garrett was about a half a second away from taking Flacco down, and that could have changed the game. Yeah. But he didn't. I mean Jadavian Clowney came out of the game. Our our backups at defensive end aren't great. We're rolling with Isaiah Thomas and Alex Wright. Rookies, young guys that are inexperienced. Chase Winovich got hurt, so we didn't have him on the line. Uh, our defensive tackles didn't do much in the game on Sunday. So you basically had Miles Garrett getting triple teamed by himself, no other help to get to Flacco, and everyone just piles on Miles Garrett. And he still got a sack. I think he got one sack. I think he had like four or five pressures. Yeah. I think he even kind of almost stripped the ball once, too. I think he got it wrapped around and got the ball out or knocked the ball out, but yeah. they got it back, though. Uh, I will say tomorrow, if he, if all goes well, if he gets a sack on Mitch Trubisky, he will set the Cleveland Browns all-time sack record. And I kind of think it's fitting that he's going to do it against the Steelers. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. he gets that sack. At home, too, which is Yeah, great. which would be great. Um, but, yeah, it is funny that, like, you know, that last drive, again, and this isn't to start a debate, but I think all of you know my true thoughts on T.J. Watt. Hell of a player. I'm not taking anything away from him. T.J. Watt, and it's statistically proven, does not face the double and triple teams like Miles Garrett does. No. So T.J. Watt's stats, the fact that Miles Garrett is still compared to T.J. Watt, their stats are this fucking close, and Miles Garrett faces what he faces and doesn't have Cam Hayward, doesn't have all these extra help, all this extra help, is amazing. It just shows you how good Miles Garrett really is. So hopefully uh, some of these young guys ball out tomorrow night because without Jadevian Clowney, it, it really hurts the defensive line. We don't have the depth. We don't have the other guy coming off the edge to well, you know, th- thanks take away a blocker. A very- 
bad offensive line. A- too, amen so, to that. Yeah. Um, and we got our, we got a defensive tackle back tomorrow night too, which is great. So hopefully that helps out a little bit, but it should help take some pressure off miles. And I think he might get to Trubisky once or twice tomorrow night. I hope so. Uh, so yeah, the jets game, I mean, overall, again, the offense, I have nothing bad to say about it. Um, they, the Jacoby Brissett did everything we needed him to do. We've asked him to come in, do not turn the ball over and just make smart decisions. That's exactly what he did. Again, we scored 30 points. Should have been 31. Cade York, I'm talking to you, you son of a bitch. Uh, should have been 30, 31, but it is what it is. Uh, missed extra points are going to happen. Again, it was a 13-point lead with less than two minutes to go. The Jets having no timeouts, one of the worst teams in football. You think it's in the fucking bag. In you, the bag. You would think that you no team could lose in two minutes. By it, down, it's by almost 13. improbable. There's there's almost not enough time in the game to, to make that happen, and the Browns found a way to do it. Um, but it is what it is on the defensive side, though. It is embarrassing. You cannot have these fucking collapses. You just can't do it. It's two weeks in a row. You've collapsed against shitty offenses. The jets suck and the fucking Panthers suck. You cannot collapse against teams in the NFL, especially bad ones. Cause the good ones are going to torch you. The, the Tennessee Titans last year, they were the one seed. Great team. Mike Vrabel coach of the year. They have Derek Henry. They have uh, Ryan Tannehill. Did you see what the fucking bills did to him on Monday night? They beat the shit out of them as if they were, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL. They didn't even belong in the same field. Bills are scary, man. By the third quarter, each team was playing backups. They 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 had put in Malik Wills and they had put in uh uh Case Keenum for the Case Bills. Case Keenum. So the Bills had a 30-point lead in the third quarter against last year's number one team, their seed, I should say. Um, but it just shows you the difference of competition. And and we faced the Bills this year. So I guess it's good that we get these games out early, these bad bad games against not great teams, ones that we could still make these mistakes and potentially win. Um, now, because after week four, it's going to get harder. So if we get these wrinkles ironed out now, this might be a blessing in disguise. I hate being this optimistic about shit, but it could be a blessing in disguise. We got the wrinkles uh, ironed out. We're good to go. And then going into a good teams after week four, we should be good to go, right? Knock on wood. That should, that's what, what should happen. What made me feel better today, truthfully, was I was, you know, sitting on the toilet and uh, sc- scrolling taking, through taking Facebook. Taking number two. Yeah, you know, <laughs> dropping, a, dropping a Browns as they played on Sunday. Nice. And... I'm going through my my memories, and last year, this is what made me feel better today because the Browns did, of course, last year finish with like a top 10, top 5 defense, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, yeah. last year. Um, but I look at my mentions, and I have one from last year, a year ago today, actually, and it says, can all of you at-home detectives working on the Gabby Petito case add the Browns to the list of your unsolved crimes? Their defense has been missing for two weeks now, and I'm starting to worry. So I looked at that, and I went, okay, so this is after week two. Our defense looked like shit. Yep. We turned it around. We were okay. Yeah. So that's where I was like, okay, not so bad. I'm actually feeling a little bit better. It, it, it kind of helped me. But that's a Browns fan. Back to talking about Browns fans. That's a Browns fan uh, mindset that we're okay with these horrible games. Because I am not okay with it. No <laughs> fucking way. We're, am we're I trying. Okay we're with trying it. to look at the, the the thin positive light out of these games, if there is any. I guess. Maybe. I mean, for me, it was. It's not even like a, I'm not even looking for a silver lining. I'm I'm embarrassed. It's it's shitty, and I'm ready to move on. I don't right. ever want to talk about this Jets game again. It was pathetic. Uh, the Browns did hold a players only meeting on defense where they let it all fly because Denzel Ward was asked whose whose fault was it. Everybody was blaming Denzel in the media. He came out and again, not the best answer, not a very yeah. political <laughs> answer, ballsy answer. He said. That was not my coverage, but I'll take the blame. That's fine. So he basically was throwing his teammates under the bus, which is not something you want to do. And then Nick Man Chubb came out and did a great thing. And he basically just said, I should have taken a knee at the one. 
We would have won the game. End of scores. End of story. That's on me. He took all the fucking blame because he knows that you know that only him and maybe Miles are the only two people that you're really not going to go after so hard. No, Miles Garrett. I mean, he just said something stupid. He didn't do anything to hurt right. us in that game, so I'm not holding anything against him. Nick Chubb again scored a touchdown with less than two minutes to go, giving you a two possession lead. No fucking team, no fan in the world is going to see that and go. I wish he wouldn't have scored there. There's not one person no. that would say that about no. their team. Everybody and their brother would do exactly we like I did in my basement. We're on. all fucking high-fiving and we're saying, hell yeah, this game's over. Nail in the coffin. That's what everybody and their fucking brother did that. And then now there's the armchair coaches in hindsight going, well, he should have went down. I mean, don't, doesn't Stefanski teach this kind of stuff? And should, should have hold the couches, uh, the coaches more accountable. I forgot who they had on the radio today, and I don't even know what station. It might have been eight fifty, but it, the guy—I forgot who it was. But he was a national guy, and he brought up a really good point. He goes, "I, I wasn't there, but I'm almost willing to guarantee you the analytics department were okay with scoring a touchdown in that situation." <laughs> I would hope so. There's because you know the analytics department are going to call down and they're going to tell Stefanski or his assistant, whatever. They're going to tell him every little detail that they want to tell, like, "Hey, right here, you want to try to do this, try to do that." When the Browns were at first and ten. And at like the 12 yard line. So the first down marker was at the two ever he said, he goes, I'm willing to bet. They not once said, go down and stop the clock. Cause you, it was first down. They, yeah. I guarantee they said, just fucking score, get it over with. Um, so I'm never going to hold that against Nick Chubb. I'm never going to be mad about scoring, especially to make it a two possession game. If it was, if we were down by five or, you know, whatever, and we scored that touchdown with two minutes to go and you give the Jets the ball only down by two or whatever with less right. than two minutes ago, that's a questionable situation because then they, all they need is a field goal to beat you. So that's where you would go. You need to kill some clock in that situation. This time, you can't be mad about that at all. Right. It's just the defense fucked up. You cannot give up that deep touchdown. You cannot give up an onside kick, which another thing, everyone's trying to blame Mike Prefer, the special teams coach. Everyone's trying to blame Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper did the right thing. Nobody was expecting them to kick to that side. It was a bit of a trick play, which kudos to the Jets for trying it. And there was no design. There was no, that kicker said, I'm kicking that fucking thing right to Amari Cooper's dick. He's going to swat it. It's going to hit our guy and stay in bounds. Yeah. There's nobody no watched way. the replay then because he did try to throw that ball out of bounds. Yeah. He was so close to the to the, the sideline. He just went to swat it out of bounds. And, that's, it a, been Brown's and ball. that's a veteran that's move. That's a there. very veteran yeah, move. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. You know, footballs are oddly shaped. They're meant to do that so they can bounce everywhere. So they're hard to pick up when they're moving around. The goal of an onside kick is to make it fucking tough for somebody to pick it up. He just said, fuck it, swatting out of bounds. It just happened to hit the Jets player right in the knee. And stayed in bounds. And, and stayed the there. And there, right it, it, nothing you could have done about it. it. Amari Cooper did the right thing. Again, people sitting at home that have never even tried to recover an onside kick are saying, well, he should have done this. He should have done that. It's fucking embarrassing to, to live, blame the defense, to live your life blaming everybody else. We all saw what happened. It was the defense's fault. I don't care which player you want to pick on, but the defense fucked up. You can't give up that deep touchdown. Then when they get the ball, you're still winning by six. You're still allowed to play defense and to not give up points and to not give up yards. The defense didn't do it for that entire drive. That's why I want to blame Joe Woods because, yes, there was a miscommunication. The miscommunication made it still a six-point game. Then the defense went out and got torched by Joe Flacco again. That's why I really want to blame Joe Woods. I really want Joe Woods held accountable. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying in, in crunch time, the defense still couldn't figure it out. So that's where I'm going. It's it's a Joe Woods problem. I mean, you made you know you made Joe Flacco look about fifteen years younger. You made three hundred yards, four touchdowns. Gary Wilson looked like a Pro Bowl prime veteran. Randy Moss. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're making all the this Jets team look like a team that's going to go on a run, 
I mean, I, I'm I'm okay if they win the next couple games because they play, I think, the North the next couple games anyways. Yeah, they got the Bengals this yeah, week. Yeah, so if they win this week, I'm fine with that. Um, I'm not picking them, but if they won, I'm okay with that. But so no, it's just one of those things where the defense is making just horrible plays. They're not the only thing that's really solid for us is our front four, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Nothing else behind that line makes me confident whatsoever. No, and it should. I mean, you have guys like JOK, you have Anthony Walker, you've got Denzel Ward, you've got Grant Delpit, JJ the uh uh John Johnson the third, you have Greg Newsom, you've got Martin Emerson, you've got these talented ass on players. paper. It's a legit our secondary. secondary is supposed to be one of the best in the NFL. Our linebackers are a little little bit to be desired. Um, but our worst part of our defense is the secondary right now. You just got torched by Baker Mayfield and the shitty Panthers. You got torched by Joe Flacco and the shitty Jets. You should be ashamed. You should be embarrassed that behind closed doors meeting better have opened up some eyes. That's all I have to say about that. To be a fly in that wall would have been great. I would have loved it. Uh, but with that being said, we are moving on from the Jets We're game. We are officially done. We're... It's over. You can't go back. We're one and one. It is what it is. As I said, three and one with Jacoby Brissett to start the season first four weeks. That's That was my goal. So we still have a chance to keep that going, win these next two. Um, another good bit of news, I guess, is uh, Justin Herbert got kind of banged up. So that's something to keep an eye on against Man, the Chiefs. Man, he looked, he looked so much pain. He looked like he was hurting. And, God uh, damn. That's something that you're going to get hit in that spot a lot as a quarterback. And that's I mean, not going to heal. The, if, if it's the a rib balls, injury. The balls on that guy, though. I mean, and he went back in and threw a fucking pill touchdown. Like, dude, he just thought. Uh, Fucking perfect throw. I mean, I just as watching that game, like there's no way he's he's gonna make these throws with accuracy right now because he's gonna have nothing behind it. He can't get it. And dude, laser shot right down the middle. He's a stud. Um, that was a hell of a game. On top of the the Browns holding kangaroo court, if you will, with the internal players only meeting, there's also more internal issues going on, and that is with Perry and Winfrey. Perry and Winfrey was a rookie from this year. I forgot what round, fourth or fifth round pick, whatever from the Browns. Um. Did we ever figure out what exactly happened? No, they're never going to come out and say it. Even even Perry and Winfrey met with media yesterday, and he would not disclose what happened. He just said that it was a learning experience. An he needed it. Yeah. It made him make. It's going to make him a better person, a better uh, pro. I hope it does. We don't know what happened, but apparently they have the Browns behind the scenes told him he needs to straighten his shit out. Uh, he needs to mature. Needs to do this. Needs to do that. Didn't listen. Continue doing whatever behavior, doing whatever they don't like. Uh, until the point where he got publicly called out by the coach, by teammates, and then was uh, basically suspended for the game. Uh, he was inactive for disciplinary reasons, which is just a nice way of saying suspended. Uh, he was suspended from the, from the team, wasn't allowed to play on Sunday. So again, no idea why, but he came out. It seems like he's in good spirits about it. Hopefully it does wake him up. Hopefully it lights a fire under his ass, along with the rest of the defense who need a fire under their ass. And they come out tomorrow night and they fucking dominate. Didn't Miles call him out? Miles did. Stefanski basically said, you know, he's immature, needs to mature. Uh, then they suspended him. He came out and admitted like, yeah, the team talked to me behind closed doors. Then they had to go public with it because I wasn't getting the message. So he seems very receptive to everything that they said. I hope it works. I hope it turns his career. What around. was the thing you said to me the other day? You said something was tweeted and then deleted. Oh, so last Monday night, um, the the Broncos Seahawks Monday night game, he tweeted out at like eight o'clock or something like that. He's like, let me get someone's YouTube TV information. And then if you look in the comments, there are people that are literally just screenshotting a thing that says Perry and Winfrey signs four year contract with Browns with signing bonus of whatever million dollar. Like yeah. he's making, he's a millionaire now, basically even right. he should be at least close to depending. I don't know how they break down when you get paid specifically for an NFL player, but I digress. He's making a lot more money than anybody in this room. And he's asking for a login 
and he's asking for people's free YouTube TV, which is like what 60 bucks a month. I have YouTube TV. He's asking (laughs) for that for people. So it initially kind of made me think like, what's he doing with his money? Maybe he's out clubbing all the time. Maybe he's blowing his money on strippers and and bottle service and dumb shit. He's being an immature fucking idiot. And that's why the Browns are calling him out because what rookie draft pick, mind you, he's not even, he's not an undrafted free agent where maybe he doesn't have money. He was a mid-round draft pick who should have plenty of money to get YouTube TV at least. I'm not saying he's going to live like fucking Jeff Bezos, but you have enough money for YouTube TV and he's asking people for it. I will admit I tweeted back at him and I said, hey, I'll give you my YouTube TV if you come on my podcast. I did tell him that um, (laughs) and I meant it. However, he quickly deleted the tweet and then the next day is when the news started coming out that the Browns yelled at him and, and he was in trouble. So I'm not saying that's the case, but... I'm guessing that had a lot something of, a lot to do of, with a lot it. of dots connected. You yeah, probably, a lot of a lot of yeah. tea leaves or whatever the kids say. But it, it did it added up a little bit that he's he tweeted something stupid like that, deleted it, and then a couple of days later they're saying he's still immature, doesn't doesn't get it, this and that. So well, I hope so because I I'm excited about this. I'm kid. a huge fan. He's a big horror fan. He he brings a lot of heart, a like lot of horror lot of sass. as in like the, he likes the slutty women. No, he's oh, not. God. That's Deshaun Watson. Okay. Um, no, Perry and Winfrey just seems like a, a good, fun dude with a lot of energy, good teammate. Yeah, um, I mean, I want that passion, that fire that come out. He wants to take your head off. That's the guy I thought we were drafting. I yeah. haven't seen that yet. I don't know. So I hope tomorrow, again, if he gets any playing time, you don't know. The, the NFL is a weird thing. He he might be back officially, technically. Yeah. like on the, But might not play at all. Yeah. But he might not see a snap. So you never know. They, they might say, fuck it, you're going in on special teams only. And you'll earn your playing time, which I agree with. The NFL should be that way. You earn your playing time. Nothing's given. Everything's earned. That's happening with uh, Carl Davis, the defensive tackle with the Eagles. First round pick. Huge excitement for him. Yeah. He's not getting a lot of playing time. He's fourth in the rotation on, of defensive tackles, not seeing a lot of snaps. And that's just because you earn your playing time. That's, that's how it should be. not lie. I mean, that, that Eagles defense is pretty good, too. It's so. very good. And the fact that the 14th overall pick or whatever he was is barely seeing the field just yeah. shows you that, A, they didn't necessarily need him, but B, it just shows you that they're they're willing to let you sit and let you learn and say, fuck it, you're not just seeing the field because you're a first-round pick. We're right. playing the best players. So it's cool to see stuff like that. Um, but hopefully Perry and Winfrey gets his head out of his ass, and we'll see what happens with him. Uh, quick week two recap of the NFL. Um, I made a couple notes here. The Mike Evans-Marshawn Lattimore fight was pretty cool. Uh, Mike Evans has a fit. They were both kicked out of the game. Mike Evans has officially been suspended for week three. He did appeal and his appeal was with um, X player. Wasn't it? Yeah. I forgot the exact connection, but there was something where they said like he appealed and said like that he wanted somebody else to see his case. And the other person saw the case. It was denied again. No appeal for Mike Evans. He is officially suspended for this week. That's how the news came out that it's only going to cost him a couple hundred thousand dollars because his contract's $1.2 million, AKA the league minimum. So league they, veteran minimum. Did they restructure it for the team to like. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. their salary cap is a mess. Not a mess, but they have a lot of players that are paid. So they needed the extra help. So they converted Mike Evans' contract to a 1 million veteran league minimum, which the Browns did that with uh, Deshaun Watson. They gave him a $1 million contract. And again, we were the most evil fucking team in the world because we did that. And uh, everyone said they, they need to make a statement out of the. Or, uh, make a, yeah, make a stand against the Browns and fuck them, this and that. Meanwhile, the other teams are doing it, and everyone just goes, oh, it's fine. Who cares? Yeah, well, fuck It's really it. fucked up, the hypocrisy of the NFL. So what was the reason for the fight? So was it because of him saying something to Brady, and then he ran over and just... I mean, they have bad blood anyways. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's a division rival. Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans have faced off twice a year for the last, like, five, six and years, however long they've been in the NFL. Didn't they catch you, like, longer. mouthing something, like, saying, hey, it's Tom Brady or some shit like that? 
I don't remember. I didn't see that. I, I think I, I saw this. Probably did. Someone happen, like but... yeah, slowed it down. It was like he was talking to the ref. He's like, "Hey, that's Tom Brady or some shit. What do you expect me to do or something like yeah. that?" And yeah, I mean, he got in uh, Brady's face, and then you see Mike Evans out of nowhere, like just WWE style, like yeah, cheap shot, throwing basically. him across the field. But um, um, so yeah, Mike Evans was suspended. Bruce Arians was on the sideline for whatever reason, um, and he, it got it blew up that Bruce Arians was there because technically he's not supposed to be on the field. They had to issue a statement saying like, he's not allowed to be down there, this and that. Uh, so it really looks, makes the bucks look bad, but because they have Tom Brady, all this is going to get swept under the rug. No of one's going to care. Um, Miles Garrett swings the helmet. He's the most hated player in the NFL. Aaron Donald does it. Nobody cares. Mike Evans gets in a fight, gets suspended. Uh, Bruce Arians on the sideline. It's embarrassing for the Buccaneers, but they have Tom Brady. They just won a Super Bowl, So nobody cares. The contract thing, nobody cares because it's not the Browns. So it's really fucked up the hypocrisy of the NFL. That's why Browns fans need to stop doing stupid shit. They don't pile, throw, roll around in dog shit. No, no, this is what a uh, winning team after tomorrow looks like, Chipper. So, oh, Chipper, that's just the color brown. I don't think you know what colors are because you seem to live in the dark. When we were doing the show with you the other day, it looked <laughs> like you were broadcasting from a Game of Thrones cave with candle lights around you. So that's just the color brown. Uh, <laughs> when you have actual light, that's what it looks like. Um, but yeah, again, the Browns just stop giving the national media ammo to shit on us. Please stop doing that. Okay. Never going to I get happen. it. Cleveland against the world. I fully support that. But I'm okay with that if people just hate us in general, not because we're making them hate us. Um, another note I made uh, a note of Lance, Trey Lance, Oof. got Oof. fucked up. <laughs> that ankle is destroyed. He is out for the year. Uh, good thing they kept Jimmy G. It's almost like they saw the writing on the wall. Like they almost saw this happening probably. You know, they didn't try trading him to Dallas after Dak went down or whatever. They kept him, and lo and behold, he goes out and loses loses a foot, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't look that bad. Uh, like, I saw the replay I, He tried to get right back up. Yeah, like, it didn't. It kind of looked like a normal tackle, to be honest. Yeah. But sometimes that just happens where you get landed on funny and you're fucked. I mean, it it looks like the most basic thing, but it just looks bad. Or it, it, it turns out worse than it really looked. Uh, so Trey Lance is done. He's out for the year. Uh, another missed year from him again the Niners traded up to get him number three overall yeah. last year and it's looking like a huge a huge bust so now Jimmy G comes out let's say he takes San Francisco again into the playoffs maybe to the uh NFC division at what point do you just say fuck it and just invest in Jimmy G then? I don't think they will they're gonna let him go because that's it just I, I mean stop trying to make yourself feel like you did the right thing in drafting Trey Lance and just invest it's almost one of those things where the he quarterback they Jimmy G has to win a Super Bowl. He has to. Because if he doesn't, then they're just going to keep using the excuse of like, well, you know, he's good enough to get you to the playoffs, but he doesn't do anything from there. I just, I don't, it's just, it's unfortunate for that team. And, and I feel bad for him too. I mean, get it, he's getting good money for being a backup or whatever, but. Yeah, he's he's he really no good looking. He future. used to fuck a bunch of porn stars and he's <laughs> worth a lot of money. Yeah, I, I get, yeah, I feel really bad for him too, Kyle. You brought up a good well, point. Well, I feel bad for the <laughs> fact that his, his future's never guaranteed after this year, right? It's a one-year deal, right? So he wants to be on a team that, I guess wants him long term, wants a long term deal. He's a good quarterback. He's not like the greatest, he but he just wants to be loved. He just wants to be loved. See, that's all he wants. Um, no, I mean it is what it is, but I still think I do think this makes the 49ers better, though. I, um, I agree. Like uh, last week, I, I was nervous to pick them. I don't even remember who they played, but I was nervous to pick them. Seattle. Uh, I was nervous because I'm like, well, the Seahawks or the, the Niners looked really fucking bad week one, right? But it was bad weather. So I didn't know what to make of it. Are this the Niners just a bad team? Or was it a fluke thing because of the weather? Then they go out against the Seahawks. They look okay. And then blows his fucking knee 
or his ankle out done. And then, yeah, Jimmy G didn't waste any time. I think two, three plays later, he had him in the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, didn't look as bad as the kid from Texas Tech. Was that a recent injury chip? Or I didn't see it, honestly. I didn't watch any college football over the weekend. Um, but yeah, Trey Lance done, but they have their security blanket in um, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. And speaking of backup quarterbacks, Cooper Rush, the backup for the Dallas Cowboys, who I gave them no chance on Sunday beat the defending AFC champion uh, Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are 0-2. Yeah, but was it because of Cooper, or was it, are the Bengals just all in their own head right now? A little bit of both. I mean, Cooper Rush made some big passes. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, the that's that's another thing that, that really fucking pissed me off about the Browns losing on Sunday, was that we would be in sole possession of first place right now because yeah. the Bengals are 0-2. They blew it. The Steelers finally played a, uh, a good team. And they fucking got not embarrassed, but they did not look good at all. They lose to the Patriots. And then another comeback, the Dolphins against the Ravens, which is kind of ironic because they blew a huge lead also. Nobody's talking about it. Though. Nobody's talking about it, but we blew it. And I think it's rightfully so. They blew a big lead to the Dolphins. The Dolphins were a team that almost made the playoffs last year. They're an up and coming team. They're very good. They have a lot of talent. Jets are not that kind of team. You blew a lead to a team again that's projected to have a top five draft pick. Yeah, that's what makes it so more so much more embarrassing for the Cleveland Browns and inexcusable in my opinion. And the Ravens blew a huge lead, but again, you did it against a good team, so you're like, eh, whatever. It happens. It's the NFL. Uh, but they're one and one. Mm-hmm. So right now we should be two and zero, oh, first place, first place in the division. And again, you hope to just stay afloat, tread water, and then as soon as Deshaun Watson's back. You're, you you fucking take off to the moon. That's the goal. That's the hope. This loss hurts. This is a. I think this is going to be a huge fucking thing in the season. Like we're gonna we're gonna miss the playoffs by one game, and everyone's gonna go. You should have beat the fucking Jets, and you're in the playoffs. Those like goddamn Jets. That's what I'm really really sad about and upset about. And I keep thinking, um, but it is what it is. You just got to move on. So that was quick quick recap. Well, the of only week I two. made another note too, just really quick. Indy. Did I forget something? No, no. I oh was, yeah, the Colts. The Colts suck. Oh and two. I, who saw that? Happen? Shut out against the Jags. Shut the fuck out. Who saw Tied that the Texans happening? Week one. Um, I mean, I won't spend too much time on it, but the Broncos look like shit. Yeah, yeah. The Broncos are one and one. They, of course, lost to the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. And then against the Texans, they struggled. They struggled hard. A lot of surprises um, so far this year. It's tough because, I mean, that's what I was telling you the other day when you text me and you're like, this week's pick, I think it was last night, you said this week's picks are, are tough. And I agree because you look at them and then you see a team that on paper, like the Broncos, Broncos, yeah. Texans, no brainer. You pick the Broncos, you move on. They almost blew that game. Did they win? Sure, but was it, it a was lot not closer? pretty though? Colts, Colts over the Jags. You you'd pick the Colts. You'd be pretty confident in that. Not only did the Colts lose, they got shut out. They got blown out. What the fuck is happening in the NFL? I don't understand it. Again, that's why I love the game because a, a team last year it means absolutely jack shit for this year. And new faces in new places doesn't necessarily mean it's going to lead to success. It takes time for teams to develop and to gel and to mesh. Yep. Some guys just don't fit. It kind of looks like Russell Wilson is not a good fit with Denver. Uh, I hope that's the case. I am now officially to the point, and this is what's making football really, really fun for me. Um, uh, it's always fun, but this makes it more fun as I, I go in with this mindset. I am rooting against every fucking AFC team every chance I get. Every team. Every single time I can root against an AFC team. I don't know, it's hard to root against the Bills. I like I like watching the Bills play. Well, I'm talking more about like teams that are going to compete for a wild card spot. Sure. I root against. Okay. So like Kansas City against the Chargers. Kansas City is head and shoulders way better than everybody in that division, in my opinion. So I'm watching that game and I'm going, okay, go Kansas City. Every loss the Chargers get is huge. I'm watching the Cardinals and uh, uh, Raiders game on Sunday. 
Raiders had a huge lead. Cardinals were making a comeback. I can't, I can't believe they pulled I was that one pissed out. at first because I'm like, <laughs> fuck, Kyle's going to win this week's thing because Kyle picked the, the Cardinals. I picked the Raiders. It was looking really good for about three quarters for me. And then I go, oh, fuck. The Raiders, AFC potential wildcard team, they're now 0-2. Yep. Browns are 1-1. One one. We're better than them right now. I'm like, this is actually okay. I was starting to feel a little bit better. The Titans, Titans get their fucking dicks beat in by the Bills on Monday night. I'm kind of pissed at first because I'm like, man, the Bills are really good. I have Derrick Henry on my fantasy team who did jack shit. And then I go, well, the Titans were the one seed last year. They're now 0-2. Great news for the Browns. Yep. All right, so there's a silver lining to everything. I'm kind of coming around on that. Uh, it is It is really hard to get that taste of the loss out of my mouth for the Jets, but you got to move on. It is what it is. It happened. So my only other thing was my first, my early season favorites. Uh, I know we made Super Bowl picks, but the Eagles and the Bills right now, both teams look amazing. They really do. Uh, I'm curious to see how the Eagles can, if the Eagles can keep going with the the pace that they're on. The Bills, I think, are just legit. Uh, teams like the Bills, the Chiefs, et cetera, you have these really good teams. Uh, that's just what they do. They're going to win. They're very good. So I'm very curious to see how the Eagles can sustain because, I mean, it's, it's weird to think that they had uh, Devontae Smith, first-round pick last year. He's not really even getting the ball a ton this year so, so far. It's, it's week it's, two. It's, it's A.J. Brown it's show, AJ Brown. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown have turned that offense around, or made the offense even better, I should say, because they were good enough last year. Um, so it's really weird to see that, but I, I had mentioned it too before the season started. I said uh, Eagles are a surprise pick by a lot of people to be a Super Bowl favorite, Yeah, and it's looking like it right now. I mean, it's early. Crazier things have happened. Look at the Cardinals last year. The Cardinals started off like 8-0, 9-0, something like that. Then the fucking wheels fell off. They barely made the playoffs, got eliminated first round. So crazier things have happened. So the, just the, one of the best memes it's a waiting after, game. It's fun. After Monday night was the uh, meme of Kirk Cousins and uh, where it says, fuck it slays down there somewhere and him just throwing the ball. <laughs> Cause how many times he got picked <laughs> off by slay. Yeah, it was a, uh, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty, pretty rough night for old Kirk and the, the bright lights make life a little harder for him for whatever reason. Um, sticking with the NFL really quick. One more thing. I want to give a quick shout out cause it is Browns related and the hall of fame has announced the, official nominees for next year's hall of fame class. Good and of course it is highlighted by uh, Joe Thomas, Cleveland's own and Darrell Rivas, two of the best players to ever play the game. Uh, you've got James Harrison, who's a fucking nut job for the Steelers. He is going to be eligible. He'll probably get in by default. One of my favorite linebackers. Out there. Was he really? He hit the fuck out of people, he did, especially the Browns, man. He, 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 he helped keep Cleveland hospitals in business. Cause he put so many fucking guys in cat scans. <laughs> He, just look at it. He's just angry all the time. And he looks pissed. Like I, I, I'm guessing he's going to tackle somebody during his speech because he just doesn't know how to control himself. Dude, watching those YouTube videos of him just like lifting weird shit that's heavy is just because he's bored. He used to do weights and like he'd fucking wear chains on his body. Like he just looked like a fucking like a superhero. I didn't understand it. Uh, he is a psychopath though from seeing him on like Hard Knocks and all that stuff. Uh, Chipper, I did not see that Texas Tech injury at all. Uh, I'll have to Google it. I really didn't see it. Uh, but shit happens. I mean, it's football. Injuries are going to happen. And then you also have Dwight Freeney. And my my big gripe about this picture up here is I think they have him in a, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like it's either a Lions or a Chargers jersey, which he did spend a little bit of time with. But that looks like it's a, a Lions jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell. Um, but when I think of Dwight Freeney, Colts, Colts only, he played there for like 12 years. Absolutely. How the fuck are you going to put him in a, in a Lions jersey or a Chargers jersey? How do you not have him in his fucking, he's, I'm guessing he's going in with the Colts. It's the only team he spent the longest tenure with. How is he not in, in the Colts jersey for the picture? I found that a little disrespectful, in my opinion, for Dwight Freeney. But so you think it possibly could be a Colts jersey? 
No, no that's, too, that's, that's too that's light. gray lettering. Way too light. Yeah, the the Colts have white letters, and it's like a way. It's like a navy blue. Yeah, that's I, that. I think it's for sure Lions. That's gray lettering. I forgot that he played with the Lions when so I first I saw Googled that. It. When I first saw that picture, I'm like, is that Calvin Johnson? Because that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm like, I initially thought was the. Uh, I'm like, Lions. who the fuck could be going in from the Chargers or the or the Lions? Because yeah. I really couldn't tell. And I Googled it. I'm like. That's Dwight Freeney, but why the fuck is he in there? And I'm like, I don't remember him playing on those teams, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah, I think he was there for, again, just like, I think Yeah, he was year. only there for like a, a season apiece, but when you think of him, it's it's the Colts. So these, and then I was these... like, maybe they did that because he switched teams. Revis played on a bunch of different teams. Revis won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. James Harrison went to the Bengals. He was on a bunch of different teams, or a couple different teams at least. Uh, but they they stuck them in their normal jerseys that you think of when you think of that player. I feel like it's a little disrespectful Fat for Freeney. Joe Thomas back there. Yeah, it's weird. His <laughs> his transition to what he looks like now is fucking crazy. So these of the players in the picture here, obviously, I think gonna get in. I, I'd say three out of four are locks. I think Dwight Freeney's getting in, but I don't know if he's a lock. So the other ones that were interesting, I wrote down was uh, Chris Johnson. Remember him from the Titans? CJ two K. Um, then Cam Chancellor, another good player. I don't yeah, think he's a good from the Legion of Boom. One. And then Shane Lecter was the uh, the punter too. Punter, is, yeah, uh, yeah. Those those guys probably will be. They're not going to be first ballot Hall of Famers, yeah. I doubt. The NFL. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame eligibility and the voting and shit like that. It doesn't make any sense. I won't say it doesn't make sense. I just feel like they're too old school and they like follow traditions and stuff like that. Like if a guy was really fucking good, why is it a bad thing to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Right. Like, right. why is it like, no, this guy's going to get in, but we're going to wait till next year to kid him. I don't, I don't get well, it. Joe Thomas is, I get, is you want to, you want to keep the class small because you have to do the ceremony. So you don't want right. 10 guys going in. I understand sure. that. Joe Thomas, what he has the records for what most consecutive snaps in the NFL, like ten thousand seven hundred and whatever. So I mean, he his, he's a no brainer. Obviously, from as a Cleveland fan, it's it's fan. It's great to get him in. Um, Darrell Revis, probably the best cornerback of all time. I mean, yeah, one definitely of one of for sure. Like, yeah, um, but yeah, those for sure. And then I, I assume the other one is James Harrison. You said the for sure. Yeah, Harrison's gonna get in. I mean, he wasn't like a. I mean, he was a game changer. He has a lot of really good stats. Won a couple Super Bowls, so I think that's why he's gonna get in. But I don't necessarily. I'd have to look it up. I really don't know his like stats where does he rank with things like chipper you should know this stuff you're still watching yeah chipper the, if you could help me out here does james for... harrison is he like a top 10 of all time in tackles or sacks or you know anything like i really don't know i'm not even trying to be a dick i honestly don't know um i think he will be a first ballot hall of famer but i could be wrong maybe his stats don't justify it i honestly don't know i just kind of assume because every time i saw him play against the browns he looked like a fucking hall of famer he killed us <laughs> so i just assume it's he's not because right he in. is playing the browns not of course it was just the fact it would be that funny if they good. put him in and that's like part of the speech they're like yeah if, if if james harrison was in a different division he's probably not going to the hall of fame because the browns padded his stats <laughs> he so should much. thank the browns during his acceptance speech and they just they better not show that hit he put on muhammad masqua that's all i ask because that, that was ugly and i feel it's bad a, for that it's guy. a highlight though so. it is it's a very low light for muhammad masqua all right uh switching Switching sports here really quick. I want to touch on the Guardians who had a hell of a game last night. Did you stay up for the whole thing? No, I went to bed. <laughs> Me too. Uh, they I tied went to it bed up. tied. <laughs> yeah, they tied it up. It was going into the ninth inning, I think, or like maybe bottom of the eighth or whatever. And it was like 1130. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed because I'll see the score when I wake up. It, it is what it is. It should not have been tied. First off, I want to just that, that he was yeah, safe. Yeah, that, that ump he fucked was safe. up. Ahmed Rosario was completely safe sliding into home At plate. At least by a foot, he was safe. But Tito used the challenge, and we were not able to challenge it. After and, the eighth inning, right? And then, no, it, it was it was the seventh, because after the eighth is when the umps can make the call to do, to do the, the ruling. So okay. we were right, oh, we were one inning away from where they would have been able to do it. Um, But yeah, probably should not have gone to extra innings because of that, but it did. I think it was the 11th inning. The Guardians put up a lot more uh, runs. It was they like, unloaded, yeah. Yeah, they, they went up for like five runs or something like that. It was a nice back and forth game, really fun. But uh, there it is. 
Um, it took a while tonight. Yeah, it did. We're more than halfway through. Bless you. Thank you. Um, it was it was one of those games where I feel like you kind of sucked the soul out of the, the White Sox, I'm hoping. Uh, we had a good one with McKenzie. Probably just started, actually, like a couple minutes ago. Um, but we are slowly pulling away from every team in the division, and it's kind of weird to think about because, again, this is a young team. They're still making a bunch of moves. Like Ernie Clement was a hero last week. He won us a game on a wild pitch. He took two ba- two runs, and he got uh, designated for assignment today, which basically means if a team doesn't claim him, uh, he stays with the Guardians, or he might be gone. I mean, you never know. Um, it's a weird situation, though, with, with the Guardians, just moving guys up and down, and we're still winning and doing things like that. However, again, we're doing it against teams that are in the worst division in baseball. We have struggled against good teams, so I'm really thinking the playoffs are going to be ugly. It's going to be a quick quick three-game sweep by more than likely the Mariners, whoever we get matched up with. Is that and, your and, shit-talking this week for the guards? Is that they're just going to get swept? Yes and no. I mean, it's also serious. <laughs> I mean it. I, 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 this team has yet to show me that they can beat any good team in the league, so I'm not going to be confident in them going. Like I was listening to 850 today, and they're saying, like, oh, you know, if somehow we get matched up with the Yankees, if we see them, boy, would it be great to eliminate them and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sure, it would be great. But I also live in a fucking, I don't live in a fantasy world. I'm in the real world. And the Yankees are going to destroy us if we play them in the playoffs. So, yeah, it's, I mean, that's, I, someone, someone said it yesterday on the um, 92.3, but they said this team's just fun to watch because it's like a bunch of friends playing ball in the backyard. Like they're just having and, fun playing baseball. I, as much as I like home runs, I do like watching the guardians play. Cause it's just, if you watch the highlights from yesterday, it's, it's base hits, it's doubles, it's yeah. triples, it's this Stealing, and that. It's just it's, small ball yeah, stuff like that. It's, I like it. That's, that's Tito ball right there. It is. And so someone, we don't have power hitters on this team. And someone brought that up. So is, should Tito get manager of the year because of that, because of what this team has overachieved this year with what he has to work with and what yeah, he's gotten it's, done. It's so probably far. going to go to Buck Walter though. Oh, for the Oreos. Orioles? No, isn't he with the Mets? Oh, is he? Uh, who's coaching the Orioles right now? I don't even know his name. Hmm. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think Buck Showalter's with the Mets now. It's more than likely going to be whoever the Mets manager is. I think it's Buck Showalter. I could be wrong. Um, I just know it's some old fuck with white hair. But the <clears> Mets, <throat> the Mets are a team who they've already clinched. They, they it they're is Buck Showalter. You are correct. They're 40 games above 500, which I saw a stat today that said it's the first time the Mets have been over 40 games over 500 since like the 80s. Um, they're doing really well. And I also just think it's his first year as manager. They did go through a little, um, do they do AL NL manager of the year? Or is it just manager of the year? I thought it was I just thought it was AL NL. I'm not, oh, maybe they do. Sure. I thought it was just one. If it's two, then yeah, Tito definitely deserves it in the AL. I thought it was just one. So I could be mistaken. Um, but in the NL, I would, I would be kind of shocked if it doesn't go to buck because they, if you remember correctly, the Mets fired their manager last year. They, they hired, uh, Carlos Beltran and then all that shit came down with like the cheating, this and that. They had to get rid of him. Then they brought in Buck Showalter, and Buck Showalter has again made that team a legit team. They're they're they already locked up a playoff spot. They're trying to get the division, but the Braves won't go away. Well, they totally shit that division down. They had that like thirteen. Oh, they, they had a huge lead, and now it's down to one. And they they seem to every time my buddies are Mets fans, so they bring this up too. Every time the Mets lose, the Braves lose, and vice versa. If they if one wins, the other wins. They've stayed at like one game apart for like weeks. It feels like it. Maybe the the Mets pull it out a little bit and they get a three game lead, then they go right back to one. They they stay so fucking close, which is going to make it great because in a couple of weeks they're actually set to play at like a three or four game series, which could realistically determine the division. I love baseball for that. Um, but yeah, kudos to the Guardians. They their magic number is nine. They have a five game lead currently today before the game starts here at eight o'clock as it's going underway now. 
and top of the first yeah they're they're in really good shape again they got runners on second and third win a couple more games here from the white Sox, really put that away and you're in good shape moving forward but again i just don't think we have the firepower for any any really good playoff run so so much firepower i think we i mean outside of our starting our one pitcher we're not gonna our pitching is not gonna keep us in these games no and another thing too is is playoff pitching is such a different animal and tristan mckenzie young kid never pitched in the playoffs tristan mckenzie can look really good but he can also look really inexperienced and cost us some shit so I'm not really I'm I'm not going confident into the playoffs. But uh, I had friends over for the game on Sunday and one of them asked me he said, "Hey, are you interested in going to a Guardians playoff game?" and I'm, I said, "Nope, because it's going to be short-lived. I'm not wasting my money on a playoff game to watch them get swept. Not doing it. I've already I'll, gone to a World Series game and watched them lose once. I'm not going to another playoff game to watch a loss." I'll watch it from the comfort of my home 100% on the TV. Percent. This way, if it's a fucking blowout, I can turn it off and move on with my life because Guardians shouldn't even be in this position, in my opinion. I didn't think they had a chance. Um, I really thought they were going to piss it down the drain their season. And if they did, you know who they could have called? Who's take, that? Take who a could, guess. Who could they, I'm assuming some drain service. Smith's but... Drain Service oh, LLC. There you go. That's right. Smith's Drain Service is your local drain cleaning expert specializing in main sewer lines, bathtub, laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains, downspouts, and so, so much more. Family owned and operated. You can call Smith's Drain Service today at 440-242. 8704. So I did have drain issues that got it fixed finally, but you know what I'm having issues with now? What's that? I have some some hole in my drywall that needs fixed. You know anybody who can fix that? Not Eric Woods, because there's holes all over his fucking defense. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, so wow. don't call him, but maybe wow. you want to call Wiggins I like, Construction. <laughs> I do, I do want you to call Wiggins Construction Home Improvements. They will do anything from bathrooms to kitchens to windows, doors, siding, fixed holes in drywall. They weren't put there by me, by the way. Um, residential or commercial, they actually did the studio that we're sitting in right now. You can't see it because it's beautiful green screen, but they built a very nice studio here. Give Will a call today at 440-731-7654. Tell them that Team Redline Radio sent you. After watching that game on Sunday, I was so fucking mad. I went right to my beer fridge, and I just started pounding beers. And all I thought about was, you know, if I had a little more vacation time, I'd fly to Vegas right now, get fucked up, go gambling, make some really bad decisions. And of course, I'm stopping at the Rusty Spur right. Saloon. Of course you are. No question about it, because the Rusty Spur Saloon is located in Las Vegas, Nevada, and they've been voted the biggest, biggest hole-in-the-wall bar uh, for the last two years. And that's a place that I would want to get down, drown my sorrows with that pathetic excuse for a game by the Browns, and uh, just forget about things for a little while. That's what I would have done. Just forget about things for a little while? Just a little while. Well, I'm going to go to that bar because I'm going there in November. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to drink some beers. I'm going to drink my sorrows away because I'm probably going to golf roll bad while I'm out there. But I'm going to go out there and wear, I'm wearing a shirt that says uh, Redline Radio. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going to get that shirt from? Incredible keepsakes. They do T-shirts, cups, binders, keychains, you name it. They will put your name on it or a company's name on it. Um, it's official merchandise provider for Redline Radio. I think we just got a message the other day. Dave So we have some new hoodies available. You can go get a hoodie if you want one. I'm not wearing a hoodie in, in Vegas, I'll tell you that. But I'll definitely look into getting it gets a T-shirt. Cold at night. It gets kind of chilly at night. Oh, Maybe I will then. In November, you might be kind of cold at night. You want to give uh, Diane a call. Give her a call at 440-242-9648. Tell her what you want, what kind of name you want on there. And 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 trust me, Cher's moments are made to last forever, and she'll help you out. Now, the Browns' defense let everybody down, the entire city of Cleveland. You know who never lets you down, though? Who's that? Growing Wings. They're the official sponsor of, of Studio Number 2 here, the beautiful Studio Number 2 that we're at right now. Growing Wings Adult Service, Growing Wings Adult Services has over seven years of experience of taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa at 234-334-7547. They won't let you down like Joe Woods and the Browns. You know what Joe Woods' defense on Sunday would look like? What's Fucking that? trash. Oh, I agree with that. You know what trash goes into? 
trash bins. And when Cleveland they get, Browns jerseys. And when, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when the real trash bins get dirty, you want to give Fitch Trash Bin Cleaning a call and have them come out there and clean out those trash, get the maggots, get the smell, get everything else that sticks to the bottom of a trash can cleaned out. Um, they're locally owned, eco-friendly trash bin cleaning service in Northeast Ohio, serving North Ridgeville and the surrounding areas. Uh, you can reach Fitch Trash Bin Cleaning at 440-752-1533. Um, tell them that Redline Radio sent you, and they will book the first service 10% off the first time they come out to your house. Uh, shout out to Chipper for the kudos for uh, that segue right there. I thought we did a great job. I really did. I thought that was nice and smooth. I I had that planned out to do. Um so great job out of us. We did a really good job. Very smooth. I'm always playing on the fly with you. It depends. You on never know what I'm going to do. I, like to, I have to try to work off you. And I think that's what I like about the show is that we're not like super scripted to where like, all right, Kyle, after this segment, I'm going right into ad or break. I'm going to, I'm going to read ads, this and that. I just kind of do it and get, I saw you like immediately you grab on your paper. Like, <laughs> Oh shit. Like, I got to, I got to find, I got to find the one to go to next. <laughs> as, as I was driving here today, I was like, all right, I want to do ads after the guardians. And I'm like, what, what can I say to segue that? And I'm like, I could do, uh, they're going to piss the season down the drain. And I'm like, Smith's drain service. Boom, we're going into ads. I like segue. It. It's a uh, great segue. It's somewhat premeditated, but it's also off the cuff once I actually start doing it. So thank you, Chipper, for we noticing the segue. We don't get paid good enough for those good segues. No, I think, uh, I mean, I know there's other shows that do a really good job with the ad reads, but I think, you know, tooting my own horn, I think we're we're up there. We're, we're some of the best. If there was a Redline Radio Award for best ad reads, I think we're the winners. First off, I will say that I believe we started the good segues. Everyone else has just kind of been building off of us. 100%. Uh, for the most part, as far as I know, I, I could be mistaken. Um, I think a lot of shows just kind of just read the ads. It's like They'll just get it and they read it, you know, but a lot of them have good segues. Like Tim starts to show off doing his ads and he does a really good job of mixing it in. Uh, they play his ads with Dave. They've, they've done a great job with yeah. the, uh, the, the, the beds that they play. Um, so they do a great job. But yeah, other shows kind of just go, all right, here's this uh, advertiser, this and that. And it's just kind of like very methodical and just, you know, kind of boring. I like to spice Monotone, it up a little bit. I yeah, so. I like to spice it up. Uh, speaking of spicing things up, I got to make some moves here because Kyle has taken a one game lead. <laughs> Mark on the for fucking our calendar, folks, because the, the score is officially Woo! Kyle 21, 10 and one to JG at 20, 11 and one. It's only one game, but I don't like losing. Even though it's I haven't two. had a lead at any of the time. Never has. Done so that's this, why I don't so. know. I don't really know what to do right now. I'm thinking about just changing my whole life right now. I'm going to start picking teams that I would never pick because I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? I've never lost. Look before. at that. Look at that right there. Look at that record. Woo. Uh, well, after one today, game. after today, I'm going to forget about this just like I did the Jets game. I'm moving on from this <laughs> shitty record week. It wasn't a good week. A lot of upsets. And again, a lot of the teams I fucking picked to win. They a lot of it like the miraculous comeback from the uh the, the Arizona Cardinals. I just knew it was gonna happen. The Raiders were up by like 20 something points going into the third or fourth quarter and they fucking blew it. So I'm like, all right, that's a cool win right there. I was almost ready to check it off. And then I'm like, not so fast. Okay, Kyler Murray keeps scoring. Oh, he got a two-point conversion. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I think Kyle's I gonna I th- pull this off. I think I got the lead in our uh, talking about balls CBS uh pick'em thing too. I oh, did I'm you really? Number, I think I'm number one in that too. Oh, so. did you? I didn't even look, I don't even look at that. Mark score. that on the calendar right now. All right. Well, it's early. Things, things can change. Let's not get. Let's I got to get my shit talking in when I get it in. Okay. That's, you know what? That's true. That's fair. You, you've you never been in this experience. <laughs> so it's one of those things of like, act like you've been there before. You literally never have. You, so you suck. You don't know how to act. So I, I get it. I totally respect Ooh, it. What do I do with my hands? I don't understand. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. All right. As is tradition, uh, the Browns game comes last. So let's quickly get through our picks here. And then we can spend some time to break down the Steelers Browns. I'd like to spend a little more than like two minutes. Usually we take way too long doing picks. Let's, I, I let's feel I feel it's gonna be a lot of different ones here potentially. So yeah, I'm excited to get into them. All right, I will start us off really quickly, and I will do uh, Saints against the Panthers. This one's a pretty easy one for me. The Panthers look like they're 
uh, in in shambles. I think Matt Rule's going to get canned. I think Baker, there's potential. There's already talk of him getting benched. No. Uh, yeah, right. Go figure. Uh, it's weird. I thought he only sucks when he's hurt. Wait a minute. Because, is there a backup quarterback that's healthy enough to start for him? Uh, Sam Darnold should be coming back soon. So there's rumors that like by go. week five, Sam Darnold will be playing there. Um, on top of that, uh, I mean, I'm sure that maybe Baker bros are still blaming Kevin Stefanski for Baker's woes. I really don't know because he's not there anymore. Baker just sucks. Proof is in the pudding. He's he's rated towards bottom of the league in, in most statistical categories for quarterbacks. Not a Kevin Stefanski problem anymore, guys. Who are you going to blame? Are you going to blame the Browns wide receivers? No, he's on a new team with a great running back with good weapons around him, with an okay offensive line and a good defense. He just fucking sucks. So I'm going New Orleans. That's a great pick because I am going the Saints as well. All right, next up, Texans and the Bears. I'll let Kyle start this one off. Ooh, this one's a tough I one. I feel we're have, going to be different on this one. The Bears did win that first game, but again, horrible weather. Yes. The Bears were kind of in the game against the Packers on Sunday, and then Aaron Rodgers, of course, did what Aaron Rodgers does and pulls away. The Texans, however, tied the Colts, which at first you're going, Hey, that's kind of good for them. They 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 held on with the Colts, who are a very, very good team. Then they could barely move and score against the, the Broncos, and they ended up losing that one. So it kind of makes you think maybe the Texans just aren't so, very good. In my opinion, this is a game of two not great teams. Correct. But I'm going to take the better of the not great teams, and I believe the Texans pull this one off. Give me the Texans. I'm going Chicago, so we have a difference in picks there here. There we go. All right. Houston for Kyle. Chicago for me. Uh, next up, Chiefs and Colts. Uh, you know, I really have to sleep on this one and think about it. I'm just kidding. The Chiefs are going to fucking win by 100. I was like, wait a minute. Are we looking at the same game here? Yes. Give I, me sl- the I like to tease everybody at home for a quick minute. No, the Chiefs are going to win by a fucking million. Uh, now, this one honestly could be the game of the week, and I couldn't be happier that the Browns play on Thursday night because I can just sit back on one at 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it's aired in Cleveland. It should be. Buffalo and Miami. Honestly, could, game of the week in my opinion. So it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch the back and forth. I think it's going to be, I want to say it's a high scoring because both defenses are going to slow their offense down, but it's going to be fun. Really? Uh, you think so? Miami just gave up like no. 35 points. I, I, Bill's, I, Bill's defense, maybe, as long as they're not knocking each other unconscious. I think there. Miami will slow, but they, then again, Miami is also going against Baltimore, who has a very high, high efficient offense too. Sure. So I, I think it's going to be fun to watch, though. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be blow out of the water either, either team. But I, I, Give me the Bills, though. I think the Bills are going to win. But it's going to be a great game. I think, yeah, this is a this is a good test for the Bills because I mean, week one the Bills played the Rams, and obviously the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions. The Rams won last week; they looked better. Um, however, the Bills looked dominant in that game. They looked dominant against the Titans. It's kind of starting to look like maybe the Bills are just a dominant team, and that's just what they do to other opponents. Their they, defense looks hella hella a lot better than they did last year. Looks amazing. I mean, the, the acquisition of Von Miller is proving to be probably the pickup of the year. He is changing that defense because their their biggest issue was pass rush. And now they have that, and they're a scary-ass team. Um, the reason I think this could be a blowout, not a blowout, but a big win for the Bills by a couple touchdowns maybe, um, is because the Dolphins did fall behind against the, the the Ravens offense, which, again, you said a high-powered Ravens offense. You have a high-powered Bills offense. Ravens defense is not that great. Bills defense is pretty good. So it, I would almost say great. So it's one of those things of like if the Dolphins fall behind like they did against the Ravens, they're not catching back up in this game. So they're going to have to come right out of the gate and keep up. So I am also going with the Buffalo Bills, and I'm I'm hoping it's a close game, and I'm hoping it's a fun one for us to watch at home. But uh, either way, division game, that's another thing I kind of forget about, that these two teams should technically hate each other. I'm a, um, I'm a Mike McDaniels fan, though. Like, I that, that guy's fucking crazy. Before I get the texts and the, and the tweets about Screwing it up. It's McDaniel. Oh, McDaniel. Sorry. Singular. Sorry. I know someone's going to say, it's sure. McDaniel. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Anyways, I'm, I'm a, f- nice, I'm a, I'm a nice. fan of him. 
I am too. The only thing though is he's cocky. It's kind of funny, but if you don't win, his pressers are hilarious. They're great. Though. But again, if if he loses and tries to come out and be funny, yeah. and maybe they go on a couple game losing streak. He's trying to be funny. It loses its fucking. Well, I would fun. hope he wouldn't do that if they lost. But his shower comment the other day was. was you never know because you got guys watching. like Baker Mayfield who used to come out and try to be funny in press conferences and shit, even though they would lose and it was embarrassing. So, so. he just shaved multiple parts of his body. Exactly. So some guys don't know what to do with themselves after losses because it's funny when you're winning everything's great it's all sunshine and rainbows and then when the ceiling starts to drop a little bit that's when you see the real people so i'm curious if mike mcdaniel's going to try to be funny and you know his his normal self if they take a big loss so i'm curious to see how that goes because i don't think the media is going to really be receptive of that if he's if he's losing games nobody wants to hear you cracking jokes it gets old quick um but yeah i'm going buffalo as well Next up, we have the Lions and the Vikings. Should be a really, really good game. Which Vikings are we going to get, and which Lions are we going to get? Yeah, so I, I, I took I think, the... I, is, oh, is it, no, it's your turn? Yeah. I, yeah, it's your turn. Go ahead. I'm going to the Vikings. I think they are yeah. going to bounce back. Um, I think, as you said, Philadelphia is playing out of their mind. They are a potential Super Bowl uh, team. So I think that was kind of not fluky. I just think the Vikings aren't on that level yet, and I think the Lions are not are nowhere near the Eagles level, even though they played the Eagles very well in week one. So it's kind of a cool test to these teams who have both played the Eagles, both lost to the Eagles. Now they get to face each other. I am going to go Minnesota. I think you were saying that Yeah, as I was well. saying the Vikings. I just think being at home, I think it's a good time to bounce back. You'll see Division the Division game, yeah. You'll see the offense like they were in week one. I think Justin Jefferson has a another good game for him. Probably Kirk Cousins comes out and doesn't make mistakes like he did last week. So yeah, yeah, give me the Vikings. Not, the biggest thing, it's not prime time. For whatever reason, Kirk Cousins sucks ass in yeah. prime time games. This one's one o'clock, nice and normal. Uh, I'm not sold on the Lions yet. You guys all know my stance on that. I don't like Dan Campbell. I mean, I'm um, okay if they still keep throwing it to uh, the receiver in the Lions. Uh, Amonra St. Brown. Yeah, because, hell, he's, I mean, I, I kept them for this records. Year. I mean, he's so fucking good. He's he's great. Surprisingly, with Goff as your quarterback. He said I had records. a couple buddies that were drafting for fantasy football, and they were like, who should I take here? Uh, Amra St. Amonra St. Brown's available. So is this guy, that guy. I, I'm like, take St. Brown. I'm like, I'm honestly a huge fan of him this year, like overall. And I think this year he's going to have a big year. And some of them were like, I don't really know. I don't see it. And so far, he's one of the best yeah. wide receivers in the game. Yeah. So uh, kudos to them. I think it should be a fun game to watch, but I think Justin Jefferson comes back out of his shell. Kirk Cousins stops fucking around. And I mean, a really quick recap of the game on Monday night between the Eagles and Vikings. There were a lot of crucial plays that really fucked the Vikings. It was a close game until Irv Smith dropped that wide open touchdown. Hmm. Beautiful pass by Kirk Cousins. Split the defenders. Irv Smith just dropped it. I mean, that's a touchdown. He was he could have re- walked into the end zone, really. Um and then Kirk Cousins started forcing balls to Darius Slay's side, and Darius Slay wasn't having it. So you're just making mental mistakes like that. That's what cost them the game. I don't think the Vikings are as bad as the score indicated. So I do think the Vikings bounce back, and in a good way, they win the game here against the Lions. Next up, Ravens and Patriots. Another interesting game to watch because the Patriots look like shit week one against the Dolphins. They looked pretty good against the shitty Steelers team last week. The Ravens looked dominant against the Jets week one. And then week two blew a big lead against the Dolphins. So who do we get and what? So as much as you don't want to pick against a Bill Belichick team, like we've talked about in the past, I still think the Ravens have enough to get this game. Uh, give me the Ravens on this one. Unfortunately, I have to do the same thing. I <laughs> I don't like Mac Jones. You guys all know that he got hurt last week. He's having some back issues. Um, I just think the Ravens offense is going to be a little too much to, to stop or to for the, the, Patriots to keep up with. So I am going to go with the Baltimore Ravens, unfortunately, as much as I hope that I hope I'm wrong with this pick. I'd more than okay with being wrong on this one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Jets against the Bengals. 
Uh, this is one where I hope we're both wrong on. <laughs> yeah, this is one where, you know, the Jets, I don't think are a good team. I don't think the Bengals are as bad as they've been playing. I think this is a good bounce back chance for the Bengals, and I'm going to go with the Bengals. And yeah, I hate the Jets because I have friends that are Jets fans. And now that they beat us, they've talked shit all week. Oh, God, I, I forgot to even ask you about that, how that's been. <laughs> oh, it's been bad. I've been I've been dishing it back, though. I've been telling them, like, <laughs> you guys needed fucking fake punts. You needed miracles. <laughs> you needed missed kicks. You needed all this shit. I uh, dropped my pen. I'm going to pick it up, fill some time here for a second. No, it's okay. So I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a, a nice, a nice confidence builder game for, for Joe Burrow, for, uh, for the Bengals to come back and kind of do their thing. Cause I don't know who the fuck we've been watching these first two weeks with the Bengals um, on paper. They should have won those two games. No problem. Easily. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and so I think that this could be a game for them to kind of get their bearing straight, but a, I, I'm, I will be perfectly happy though. If the jets go out and beat the Bengals next week, but I'm taking the Bengals here. It's one of those things where, like, I want the Bengals to win because I'm picking them, but at the same time, I don't want the a division. Team and the fact to win. that we're both picking the same, I don't care at this point. I don't care if the Jets. I I, I pray this one ends in a tie. If yeah. I'm being dead honest <laughs> with you, I hope this one. I hate both teams. Uh, either team winning is going to piss me off, and I just hope this ends in a tie. Uh, I hope I hope neither team even shows up. I hope they just <laughs> the NFL cancels the game. Uh, next up, we have the 0 2 Raiders against the 0 2 Titans, a battle of the 0 2 and what could be. Um, I think it's my pick, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, this was a... I was getting ready to start rolling. Yeah, you were. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to kind of trip you there. No, you're good. I, I, I have to catch myself sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I was back and forth on this one uh, because I don't want to believe what I saw last week of the Titans is who the Titans are. Um, but I also don't want to believe that the Raiders are really an 0-2 team because I think they're much better than 0-2. Yeah. So I'm leading toward... I'm taking the Raiders in this one. I think the Raiders get it done. Uh, it's going to be a good the game, Raiders. I think, though. But I think the Raiders are The Raiders. Chris Berman. Um, I'm actually with you. Unfortunately, I don't want to keep picking the same things you're picking, but I'm going Raiders and strictly because in two weeks, the Raiders were competitive in both games. They had to choke yeah. away a lead against the Cardinals uh, week one against the chargers. They were neck and neck. They tried to make a good comeback. Now you look at a team like the Titans week one, the Titans blew a lead against a very bad giants team. Then you look at week two, embarrassed by the Bills. The Titans have kind of shown me nothing to get excited about for right. them, and the Raiders have. Mm -hmm. So I am going with the Raiders also. Again, we're just going to preface this by saying we don't talk about picks before we do them. At all. I do mine strictly off the cuff. Yeah. I made my picks in our group thing for CBS, and every time I make the pick, I'm always like, I'm, I'm probably going to go back and change some of these. Yeah. Uh, but when we do it for the show, this is strictly off the cuff. I'm thinking as I see the games. Yeah. Honestly, most of these matchups, I forgot are they're playing each other. This is almost like I'm seeing them for the first time. Um, next up, Eagles 2-0 against the Commanders. I think this one's going to be pretty easy for both of us. I think we're both going to go Philly here. Yes. Not even a need to discuss. Um, it would help if I spelled right. Uh, next up, we have the Jaguars against the Chargers. Do the Jaguars continue their hot streak, or did the Chargers kind of put them in their place? What says you? Yeah, no, I can't. I mean... Jacksonville's a, a surprising team. I can believe they um beat they won last week, but no, give me the Chargers. Same here. I think even even with a, a hurt uh Herbert, I think they come out and do well next week. I do too. Chargers are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. It probably I think. would not even. It probably would make sense if they want to sit him for a week. That this would be a good game to sit him. Or it's one of those games of like, yeah, try to get a huge lead and then hopefully you can sit him for the yeah, second half right. or something like Absolutely. that. But Chargers. we'll see what happens. Uh, next up, we have the Rams against the Cardinals. This should be a good one. You have. Both teams one and one division game defending Super Bowl champions. Did the Cardinals figure some shit out last week or was it kind of fluky? Did the Rams figure some shit out last week or was it fluky? Because the Rams got a huge lead against the Falcons, kind of blew it. Cardinals got a huge deficit, made a comeback. So this should mm -hmm. be a pretty entertaining game to watch. You got two West uh, Western uh, division teams and I am going to go with the Rams. 
Yeah, I uh, I went the Rams on this one too. I, Did you really? I think it's gonna be a good game. They they had good games last year, but I think the Rams. I think they're just starting I just, to after catch, watching the game last starting week, to catch a stride a little bit. I think. The Cardinals offense kind of struggles a little bit. Kyler Murray has to really get loose. I mean, I'm sure you saw those plays. There was one play for it was either a fourth down or a two point conversion, but there was only they were on like the two yard line. He ran a total. Next gen stats did it. He ran a total of like 85 yards on one scramble from the two yard line because he ran around the whole fucking field. That's all well and good when you're doing it against the Raiders who are a little undisciplined and new head coach, this and that. doesn't really fly against Aaron Donald, against Bobby Wagner, against Jalen Ramsey. These yeah. good defense, Leonard Floyd, great defensive players in the Rams. It's not going to be an easy day for Kyler Murray, that backyard bullshit runaround offense. It's hard to do against a good defense like this, so I'm going with the Rams. Uh, next up, the Falcons against the Seahawks. This is arguably the prison inmate game of the week. This is one nobody's going to want to watch. Even Seahawks and Falcons fans are probably asking the cable company to pick a different game. <laughs> and this one's tough. I really don't know who to pick. I think we'll differ on this one. And if not, I think you're going to make us differ on this one. Um, I'm going with the Falcons on this one. I think Atlanta um, is showing something, if anything. They, they're playing well in these first two games of the season. Um, I think they got a little more heart. I, I think they just got a little more edge to them. I think I think the Falcons take this one. We're not going to be differing because, oh, okay. as you said, the Falcons have been competitive in both games. The Seahawks, not so much. Uh, the Seahawks, I really think they only won week one because of the Russell Wilson factor. I think that they had that little extra momentum and that extra heart. Uh, and they also knew the Falcons, what he was going to be running the entire time you audible helps. too. <laughs> uh, this one, they're going in blind. They're facing a team. Both of these teams, I, I have predicted to be top five drafting teams next year. They're both not very good. Uh, but the Falcons have been competitive. As you said, they've shown a little bit of heart. I think they could pull this one off. Will be tough, though, going in Seattle yeah, that's the only with thing the 12s. That... Um, this one's tough. Fuck. I don't really know. I, uh, for fun, I'm going Seahawks. All right. I'm switching it up. I'm switching so we don't have the same picks for there just about everything. There we go. I am going to go Seattle just on a hunch. I don't know. I think because they're the home team. Uh, I, I'm trying to stick to my gut. 50-50 games, home team. I'm taking them, so I'm going to go with the Seahawks here, and you are going with ATL. I still think there's about three more differences we're going to have here shortly. So Very possible. Next up, you have the Packers and the Buccaneers. The Packers are coming off a huge win against the uh, Bears, and then you have the Buccaneers, who are going to be without most of their wide receivers. Chris Godwin's out. Mike Evans is suspended. Uh, Julio Jones missed last week's game, might miss this week's. We don't know yet. They just signed uh, Cole Beasley, so they're Savior. desperate at offense. Savior. They're desperate, but their defense has given up one touchdown, I think, this year or something like that. Yeah. And it happened in like the third quarter of game two. So their defense is really fucking good. Uh, they're going to do their best to shut down Aaron Rodgers. Offensively, could be a struggle for them. Uh, I hate to do it, but I or my pick or yours? It's your pick. I hate to do it. I'm going Tampa Bay. And we differ again, folks. You're going Green Bay? I'm going Green Bay here. They're at home, I believe. Packers are at home. Nope, it's in Tampa. Is it in Tampa? Yep. I th oh, I, th I thought I wrote the home team on the right side. Fuck. Either way, I'm taking I'm taking the Packers here. I think Aaron Rodgers is is just getting the confidence with his receiving core still. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. It'd be a good game, but I think the Packers take. All right. Next up, uh, we have the 49ers Sunday Night Football. 49ers okay. against the Denver Broncos. Yeah. So I, I I cannot believe for three games in a row that Russell Wilson's gonna suck. So I'm taking Denver. Just for that fact, even though I think the 49ers are going to be a lot better than what probably with, with Jimmy G, which we talked about earlier, I'm taking the Broncos here. I'm with you. I'm doing the same and I'm, I'm doing it because, uh, like you said, I think Denver at home, uh, is this their home opener? It is. Yes. Cause they were in they were Seattle in week last one. week. They were in Houston last okay, week. Okay. So it's yes, home right? opener. Russell yeah. Wilson finally gets to play in Denver. Um, 
I think they're the, that's going to be a little momentum for them. I think trying to breathe the air in Denver is a little harder for people. Um, the Niners looked okay last week. Uh, they played the Seahawks, though. Not a very good test. Uh, week one, they looked embarrassingly bad against the Bears, but that was obviously with Trey Lance. I, I, I'm with you. I'm good. Just give me the better quarterback here, and I think that's Russell Wilson. I think he's going to wake up. I have him on one of my fantasy teams, so I hope he wakes Fucking up and gets so. his shit together. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going Denver also. Uh, Monday Night Football, we have the Cowgirls against the Giants. This is a game I'm probably not going to watch, if I'm being honest, because you have Cooper Rush against Daniel Jones. I don't give a fuck about either of these teams. Might watch, actually, because I have Saquon Barkley in a fantasy league. Maybe I'll watch for like a little bit, see what he does. Uh, but overall, this game is going to suck ass. I'm going to go with my pick. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I think the uh, Giants are kind of a fluke. I don't really think that they're a 2-0 team. Cowboys looked really good with Cooper Rush against a what you think should be a good team in the Bengals, and they managed to beat them. So I think they're going to be able to beat the Giants. Yeah, give me the Cowboys here as well. I don't think, again, my my statement was they're not. I don't think they're 2-0. Um, I don't think Saquon is is playing for the team. I think he's, Saquon's playing for self. Cause I'm okay playing, with that. He's on my fantasy he's team. He's playing so for a contract this year. So, um, But yeah, I, I think the Cowboys win this one. Um, so with that said, that's a three game difference. Could be an interesting swing next week. Could be. This is probably where I take the two point lead and, uh, I never look back. <laughs> the uh, confidence. We'll see. we'll see. Uh, that gets us to, of course, the Browns and Steelers Thursday night. Let's go Browns. I guess technically it's a rivalry game. Uh, it, it was at one point. It, it is. It just doesn't feel like it. Uh, who, who am I going to call when Kyle's lead goes down the drain? <laughs> I'm going to call Smith's Train Service LLC or and here we go again. Or if my picks suck ass, I'm going to throw my notebook in the garbage and I'm going to fucking puke on it because I'm going to be disgusted with myself. And then I'm going to have to call Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning. Clean so it out. got a lot of people I could call. And then on top of it, the, the loser of this month or of this challenge could go to Tattoo Therapy Inc. for their punishment tattoo. Wow, Look so at that. Many, so, many segways, seg- so many segways. Segway city. Wow, I like it. God damn, are we good. Uh, professionally, unprofessional. Um... Browns and Steelers. Rivalry, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett. Does it, it doesn't sound real, no, honestly. It's just city versus city at this point. I it really is. This behind. is just strictly bragging rights. This is just for me. Like you saw Dave earlier say, uh, how about the Jets or something like that? Like I could have said, how about the Patriots? I mean, the Patriots kind of embarrassed the Steelers. But again, it just doesn't feel like a real rivalry because the Steelers to me aren't a threat. With Ben Roethlisberger, with TJ Watt, with that good defense, they were a threat to win games. Two years ago, they started off 11-0 or whatever. Uh, last year, they somehow fucking finagled their way into the playoffs, even though they didn't deserve it at all. This year, not so much. I really don't think they have a fucking snowball's chance in hell in making the playoffs. Uh, the only thing, though, is, of course, you want to win these games. Last year, we should have beat them. They beat us twice. The second game was terrible. The game on Halloween, we should have won. Baker fucked up a bunch. We lost that game. I do like beating the Steelers. I love the feeling, even though it's not Ben, even though it's not as important, I guess. It, technically, you know what? I'm turning my fucking tune around. It is important. It's week three. We need this game to stay afloat, to continue to have yes. playoff hope. You have This is a must-win game. You got embarrassed against the fucking Jets on Sunday. You gave up 13, 14 points in the final two minutes against the Jets with no timeouts, Joe Flacco. You better go out and fucking dominate against the Steelers offense that, again, as I said in the beginning of the show, is anemic right now. They're terrible. Najee Harris cannot see a hole on the field. People are comparing him to Trent Richardson. Um, (laughs) Passing-wise, Mitch Trubisky is getting called out left and right, and he's getting called out, but so is Matt Canada. So you have have coaching issues. You have guys that are mad at each other. There's a lot of frustration with Pittsburgh. I don't think that's something that's going to just correct itself. I asked Lee and Chipper on Sunday on the Steel City running lates, and I said, do you guys think that this is an issue that can be fixed or is this just how your offense is structured and it's going to continue this way? And they both said, this is just the offense. 
until Matt Canada is no longer employed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's just what their offense is. And I am fucking all for it. Bring me that shitty offense that doesn't want to throw any deep passes because as you clearly saw on Sunday against the Jets, the Browns are really not good at stopping that. So the less they do of it, the better. Um, With Jack Conklin being back, I think the Browns are going to establish a little dominance on the ground game just like they did against the Jets. Jacoby Brissett's going to make smart decisions. One word of advice for Jacoby, I don't want to tell you what to do because you are a professional. Maybe stay away from Minka Fitzpatrick a little bit. The guy's kind of good. He's having a pretty decent season. He's fucking everywhere out there. Let's not test him. Let's stay away from him. Move the ball. I mean, run at him. I don't give a fuck about that. Nick Chubb will stiff arm him the fucking all the way through the ground. Um, but don't throw his way. Let's try to avoid that. Let's make smart decisions. He's really quick. He reads the ball well. Stay away from him. Defense. That's the key to the game for me is defense. Miles Garrett needs to be a disruptive factor. We need to make sure we shut down the run game because the run game is going to open up their passing offense, even though they haven't been able to really do it this year. Our First round pick corners, Greg Newsom and Denzel Ward, shut your fucking men down. Martin Emerson, you got a lot of explaining to do after last week's game. They picked on you a lot as a rookie. You need to step up and show that you can you're you're, you're meant for the NFL. Uh defensive backs safety wise. Ronnie Harrison, you haven't done shit this year. Grant Elpit, you've been a fucking embarrassment. You had the interception against Baker, but that's not saying much. That dude loves throwing interceptions, so I'm not even that excited for it. Uh, <laughs> figure that shit out. John Johnson the third. If I have to look at another fucking play where the Browns players look at each other and go, oh, that was your man. I thought that was you. And they look back, and there's a guy wide open walking into the fucking end zone. Stop doing that. Don't fucking do it. Get your head out of your ass. Win this fucking game. Establish dominance in the AFC North like you should. Get momentum going forward. Let's go 3-1 and one in our first four. Let's just stay afloat. We're going to have... Uh, Deshaun Watson coming back. He is our future. Stay afloat. Win the games where you're the better team. You should have beat the Jets last week. You fucking blew it. Move on. Don't do it again. You cannot lose to teams you should beat. You okay over there? You I hit, will be you, tomorrow after you they hit, win. You hit a fucking gear and you just win. So I didn't. I didn't want to like slow you down or anything. I was breaking down the game. You were just going. I mean, you were like exactly. fucking bulldozing secondary. through. Even then, do you really, Adam? Are you confident in saying they played fifty-eight minutes last week? Because we got torched by Joe Flacco the whole game. And for me, this is why I blame Joe Woods. I think we have all the talent in the world on defense and in the secondary, especially. But if you watch the plays again, we were lined up ten yards off the line of scrimmage most of that day. Why are you giving these guys so much space? Why do you respect Joe Flacco? And I get it. He's a good player. You have uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, a rookie. Why is Denzel Ward not just fucking locked in on him like Darius Slay was locked in on Justin Jefferson? You mean to tell me you think Garrett Wilson's better than Justin Jefferson? Because I don't. I also don't think that Darius Slay is better than uh, Denzel Ward. Why was Denzel Ward not spying on... uh, what the fuck's his name? Garrett Wilson, all game. Why was Greg Newsom not locked up on uh, Elijah Moore, shutting their 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 passing offense down? Play at the line of scrimmage. Play tight. Play bump and run defense. We have really good one on one corners, and we're playing them in fucking zones. And quarterbacks are just picking us apart. We do not have zone players. We have man players. Play that way, Eric Woods. You or Joe Woods? I don't even know your name. You fucking idiot. You should be unemployed. Play the defense. These players are meant to play. You suck. And we'll win the game. It's fucking infuriating when I'm watching the game. We have a, we have the lead, and I just see Denzel Ward 10 yards off, 10 yards off. And again, I'm not blaming the players because you're just playing the scheme that you're told to play. Why the fuck are you playing off? Play man. Is Did I miss something? Is Denzel Ward slow all of a sudden? I 
I, I think we need to practice the uh, old art of um, the woosah effect of rubbing the earlobes to calm down because, my God, you're on fire right now. I'm fucking – I'm getting mad about the game again. Me, I thought let, I was trying let, to move on. Let me get my two cents in real Mitch quick. Mitch will have a big game, 275. No fucking way, Dave. Dave, what are you smoking There's right no now? chance, Dave. Um, so my two cents, I'm just, I'll make it quick because I don't want to – I mean, everything you said is I agree with. I think the all-players meeting they had this week – is going to do what it's supposed to do and light the fire, get things correct to get people on the same page. Oh, hang on, sorry to interrupt. I think Dave's going over Mitch Trubisky's stats for the whole year because that seems more accurate. <laughs> 275 and three touchdowns. That's Mitch Trubisky in 17 games oh, based I on see. the Steelers' that, offense. Is, okay. that his, is that his record at the end of his career is 24 that, and 22 then? That is makes that more okay. sense, Dave, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I think if they if they come out, they, they shut down, like you said, play better defense, fucking don't – you, you're not going to let him beat you over the top because he's not going to throw the ball further than 15 yards down the field. You beat him up front, get to the quarterback, sack the quarterback, stop Harris if he even finds a hole, like you said. Dominate up front. Slow the pass down. We win this game. I think we win this game <laughs> 31 shipper. to 10. Yeah, I think Dave's uh, really really taking these nature walks a little too seriously. He's, he must be walking to Burning Man or something because he's on some hallucinogenics. Um, it's, it's crazy wackadoo shit right there. But no, honestly, like you said, make smart throws. Stay away from the stupid plays. Don't don't challenge the only person out there that's going to that's gonna beat you. And Fitzpatrick, just just run the ball. Run the fucking ball down their throats. They're not going to stop you. They're going to run a similar offense than the Jets just ran against us. They're going to try to dink and dunk. They're going to try to beat us, excuse me, underneath with quick slants, quick passes. Don't play off. That was my biggest complaint on Sunday. Again, I hate to keep saying this, but I, I mean it. Every play you looked at, we were seven to eight, seven to ten yards off the the wide receiver. Play press. They want to get rid of the ball quickly. We need to be bumping those wide receivers, throw them off their routes, throw up the t- uh, screw up the timing for Trubisky because Trubisky's just going to want to take a two three step drop and hit a guy on a quick slant. That's how their offense is built to 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 move. Adam. I trust you, that. I I trust Jacoby throwing the ball deeper than than Mitch. I think because Jacoby's actually did throw the ball, you know, twenty some twenty five yards down the field a couple times last week against the Jets, and he hit a perfectly spot on ball right to to Amari a couple times. And I mean, also, yeah, look at uh, yeah, Amari Cooper just fucking embarrassed Sauce Gardner. That was another good thing that I like talking shit to my friends that are Jets fans. They talk about how Sauce Gardner hadn't given up this and that, and then next thing you know, Amari Cooper just fucking torched him. And if Donovan Peoples Jones could have kept his feet in bounds. That that touchdown would have been fucking epic, right over Sauce Gardner's shoulder. I was loving life. Um, but but yeah, uh, I lost my train of thought for a quick second here. But uh, to say we don't throw deep, even against the Panthers, if if Jacoby Brissett just had his accuracy down and had the timing down with the player, we had two deep touchdowns: Amari Cooper to one and a Kareem Hunt for the other. I think the offense can move just fine. I'm really not worried. And about again, Jacoby that's Brissett. the thing that came in week two that wasn't there week one is the confidence and accuracy that Jacoby was missing. You know, he's getting it together. Week three, he'll he'll make good throws this week too. Yeah, I think the Browns defense is really going to step up. Honestly, I think the the uh, the defensive They're bring out exotic stuff like strippers and stuff. Or what are we talking about? Right now? Yeah, that that would only work if we're maybe for the next time we play you guys because Deshaun will be on the field. But right now, I think Jacoby Brissett's going to keep it in his pants. So I don't think any exotic exotic <laughs> stuff's going to get him all worked up. We'll be fine. Um, but yeah, we just have to play smart offense and defensively. the The defensive game plan has to be t- entirely different, in my opinion, and it really has to be apples to oranges from day and night difference from what you saw on Sunday. Again, we have to press. You have to play tight at the line of scrimmage. You have to pressure Mitch Trubisky. They're going to want to get the ball, get rid of the ball quickly. The best way to make guys make mistakes is to fuck up timing routes. That's what the Steelers run. They run very quick timing routes. If you bump guys at the line of scrimmage, the timing is off. If you blitz Trubisky, the timing is off. You have to fuck with that. We were letting Joe Flacco have all the time in the world in the pocket. He is a 
maybe Hall of Fame quarterback. He's won Super Bowls. He's a very he's a very good quarterback, Joe Flacco, even though he was 45 years old. Mitch Trubisky is not in the same league as Joe Flacco, but Mitch Trubisky is an accurate quarterback when he when he gets the opportunity. So you have to fuck up that timing a little bit. And that's what the Browns defense, their game plan better be that. That's all I can say. If I go out to, if I start watching the game tomorrow and I'm seeing us lined up again, seven to 10 yards off the, the wide receivers, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. You're going to call down to the field? I'm going to drive down to the fucking stadium <laughs> and get on the field, I think. So here's my other thing, too, is that the Browns tend to play pretty well under the lights. Is you know, every time they have like night games, I yeah, think they I mean, do well. They show except up. Except for against Pittsburgh last year in Pittsburgh, but I think that was more Baker Mayfield's doing because I think Baker Mayfield was trying to prove to the world that he can, uh, do everything and he just can't and i'm okay with not blitzing when you have miles garrett jadavian Clowney, you expect them to get pressure on their own so i'm okay with not blitzing we have a very good secondary let them go out there and work my issue though is we're leaving too much space between the corners and we're letting the wide receivers kind of do whatever they want and again quick slants we don't have people in position we run zones so there's always well, holes in the defense it opens the slants up it opens the quick comeback yeah. routes too it, it opens up all those quick 10, our, 10 our, yards 12 yards 10 yards 12 yard passes so. our defensive personnel should be in man coverage and should not be in zones when you run zones and you give the quarterback time to throw the ball because they're double and triple teaming miles garrett those wide receivers are going to find the openings and quarterbacks are going to pick us apart and that's what's happened in the first two weeks don't do that again that's the key to victory right here i shouldn't be the one trying to fucking put that into joe woods's head if anything, I'm going to go down and throw a bottle at Joe Woods, not Jimmy Haslam. He better keep his eyes peeled because I'm fucking mad at Joe Woods right now. He has <laughs> he has got to earn me, win me back, and it's not going to be easy. I'll tell you that. And uh, what did Ramel say? I'm sorry. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, again, look at what happened against uh, uh, Robert Sala and the Jets on Sunday. They had to do trick plays. They're doing different things they've never done before. They, they had to pull out all the tricks to beat the Browns, and I'm not saying the Steelers are comparable to the Jets. They're, they're a much better team, much better coached, everything. Um but I do think the Browns are overall, they're a more talented team and they should win this game, especially the way the Steelers have been playing. So uh, with that being said, give me the Browns and I'm going to take them 24 to 17. I think it's going to be a close one, but not like super close. I like that score. Give me the Browns 31-10. Actually, I take it back. Let me find what I text my buddies earlier. I know it's in here somewhere. I gave a prediction, but I am no matter what, I am definitely taking the Browns to win this game. Um, but I took them, here it is. Browns 27, Steelers 13. There it was. I knew it was close. I knew it was 20-something to a teen, and uh, here we are. Not a teen like our Kelly teen. I mean, like, teens Jesus. the points. You got, hey, you got another charge the other day for he legitimately was charged with pissing on that girl. I got to make sure I clear the air here before we get canceled. Um, oh, wow. Our views just went to zero. Way to go. No, our views just went up because they thought it was an R. Kelly video, so it's even better. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, hey, no matter what, ignition still hits, no matter what happened. It actually got me to watch um, uh, the the Dave Chappelle R. Kelly thing, the the piss on you song. I made Tara <laughs> I watch, watch it. I love it, man. When he drip, 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 when he has the scene where he lifts the toilet seat over her face, I fucking laugh so hard. Never feel <laughs> quite the same when you get a whiff of my Hershey stain. Yes. I fucking love it. Fuck. I watched this shit. We're gonna be we're gonna be fucking copyright Tim, you got some fucking again. pipes, dude. Yeah, by the way, anyone tell you that I I didn't want to make you stop. That was nice. You're hitting the notes, everything, dude. Good for you. Your pitch was perfect. You guys understand how talented Tim is. He's a comedian. He's a producer. He's a show host, and he's got fucking the voice of an angel. <clears throat> the guy does it all. I love it. All right, we're gonna have a church episode one day. He's just gonna start singing hymns in the background for us. If, oh, happy day! If we would have won on Sunday, day. I would have been like Tim. Let's go to the studio oh, and do some fucking day. gospel songs. But unfortunately, oh. they pissed me off. So. May, remind me of the uh, is that Sister Act too? What's it? yeah yeah a little whoopee action. 
All right, let's get to just the tip because we are at nine o'clock. We're going to wrap shit up. And of course, we start off with the man himself, a.k.a. Michael Jackson reincarnated with that fucking voice. Here is Tim Buck, too. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Uh, you know, the reason why I love doing talk about balls all the time, uh, it's not because these guys are just great, but they incorporate comedy into their show. And that's exactly what I am, a comedian. And I have two shows this weekend. Hell yeah, two. I got two. Oh, another comedy in lingerie. Another comedy in lingerie, which is on the 23rd, which is Friday. I'm a part of it. Well, with you, uh, Ulysse Dickerson. Um, there is also uh, Precious, I believe. Um, Tyrone Ga- um, Gaines. There's a couple other people. I can't remember exactly who was a part of the show. Oh, uh, Chris Too Much. It's going to be a great lineup. Um, and also people in lingerie. So if you want to come in, you can also come in lingerie, uh, be a part of the crowd. $20 a ticket. I got tickets if you want them. Um, they are on me at all times. Uh, so if you run into me or if you want me to run into you, call me, uh, text me, message me, whatever. Um, I will bring you the tickets. It is Friday uh, at Space 65, and that is at 3212 West 65th Street in Cleveland, Ohio. And then also on Saturday, we have Lex Vegas Presents Unapologetically Funny. I can't believe I said that the first time. Right? The first time. You nailed that. Hey. (laughs) Uh, I can't say it again. But (laughs) and that is on the 24th on Saturday. Both shows start at 8. So hopefully, you know, after work Friday, you can make it to the show. Um, And then after whatever you're doing on Saturday, you can make it to the show. And the good thing about the Saturday show, the Saturday show is actually free. Um, So, I mean, of course, we accept donations, um, any types of tips. Uh, That's why we are giving you two tips here. Um, Well, actually, four tips total. Uh, but you know, we, we more tips the merrier. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. like an orgy up in here. Big orgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, that, that show is free and it's going to be me, uh, I holler, Chevy Terrell, Ebony Timberlake, Anthony Mayo, who's actually going to be on the Las Vegas show tomorrow, uh, from seven to eight. Uh, and then little daddy, uh, will be a part of the lineup as well as Gene Miller hosting this show. So this is going to be a great show. Hell of a lineup. That one is on, I mean, this one is at uh, uh, Old World Tavern, um, and the address for that is 661 East 185th Street, um, and that is in Euclid, Ohio. It is close to Lakeshore, so if you know where that is, um, you should be able to find this place very easily, um, and it's going to be a great show. Um, you will never get this lineup for free, I'll tell you that much. Um, these comedians, including myself, are great. Um, you will have a great time, I promise you that. And like half of my coworkers are coming. Like, I mean, when I say coworkers, I mean a half of Cleveland Clinic is gonna be in that. Book. No shit. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Congrats. If I wasn't fucking busy all weekend, I'd be there for sure. I guarantee you I will be coming to see Tim perform soon. One hundred percent. Just keep me posted on some dates. Uh, I do have a show next month at Sam Sam Silks. Um you know so, the date? Uh I, it's October twenty fourth, I believe, as well. So um, it might the be 24 in, or 25th. Oh, no, I'm not, I don't think I, no, I'm in town that weekend. I think I should be okay. So keep me posted on that. We'll, we'll talk. I will It'll definitely be on talk about balls. It's going to be one of the tips for sure. Okay. Perfect. Um, so, you know, I can, and I'll have the tickets with me. I should be getting them this weekend as well. Um, and, there, and that show is only $10. So, um, you know, you can, there is going to be great food, um, great comedy. And I know that lineup is also fire. The name of that show is actually, uh, I am Chad and friends and I'm one of his friends. So, you know, I think we're going to have a good-ass time. And, yeah, that's my tip. Comedy. Oh, I'm talking about balls. Hell, yeah. Go check out our boy Support Tim. Check two, that out, man. Two big tips. 
And I like that he said we could wear lingerie too. I'm actually, I was looking on while he was talking, I was on Amazon. I'm looking up a nice little outfit for the next time that comes around. I might have to show up and you're going to uh, go like a two piece, you know, a one piece, like see through or something, you, you know, something very formal, but classy. It's going to be like lace. It's oh, going to be see through. It's going to be really nice. You say, right? Maybe nice. silk, maybe silk. I don't very know. Yeah. Nice, nice. A lot of options. Uh, my tip of the week is a TV show that has been out, I guess, what season is it on now? Three? I think season four, four. Four just ended, I think. Okay. So it's been out for a while, but I never got into it. Started watching. It's called Barry. It's on HBO. Um, Bill Hader is the lead in this one. The the basic. I'm only on episode five of season one right now. Obviously, I'm, I know there's a lot, a lot still to come, but he is a hitman and he does jobs or was doing jobs that brings him out to LA and he ends up. I think his first hit is on someone in acting class and it gets him into this acting class, meeting the people. And now he wants to become an actor. He's learning, taking class from, um, I forget the name of the guy now. What's Henry Winkler and Henry Winkler. Yes. <laughs> the Fonz. The Fonz. Um, but great show. Funny. Um, it's like I said, again, five episodes so far, laughed my ass off. It's a great storyline. Um, like Justin said, he started watching it. He's not a big fan of Bill Hader. Um, go into it with an open mind. I think you'll like the storyline overall. The acting's great. It is funny. It has its moments. Um, but yeah, definitely worth watching. Like I said, I'm probably going to rock through it here in the next couple of weeks and catch up with it, but definitely worth a watch. Yeah, Kyle recommended Barry today, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, what episode are you on? He's like, oh, I'm only on episode five. And I'm like, <laughs> I've seen every episode. I'm up to date. Yeah. I, I like the show a lot. So it's a good recommendation. I, I I double down on what Kyle said. It only gets better. I'm excited for him to catch up and see how this, uh, either season three or season four, whatever, whichever one just ended not that long ago. It was honestly a couple months ago, I think it aired. Uh, when you see the finale for that, you're going to, I, I don't know where they're going to go from how that this season really? ended. That's all I okay. can say. I won't give anything away, good or bad. Um, it's just fucking nuts. I don't know how they're going to, how it's going to continue, honestly. I, I, that's Is all it I'll continuing? Say. Do you know if it's, yeah, it's, it's oh. on the first season five, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Perfect. It's already, it's already been greenlit. So. Good. It's happening. Uh, my tip for this week is another book I like to read. Uh, this one's about horror stuff. It's called Behind the Horror. It is true stories that inspired horror movies. It literally is a book that it'll talk about a couple movies and it explains true things that happened. I mean, I'm talking everything from The Exorcist to Jaws to The Conjuring to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, uh, Friday the 13th. It tells the real no, stories sorry, behind uh, these? Yeah. It, really? Not, not like true stories, but it's showing stories that are extremely similar that were more than likely um, an inspiration to the movies. Uh, and I'm at Nightmare on Elm Street, not Friday the 13th. It'd be kind of hard for there to be a Jason killer that they could live off. Of, although it would be cool. Um, <laughs> but there are some really cool things. A lot of interesting shit that I would Google, like the actual murderers and the actual crimes that happened. And I learned a lot about people. Uh, really good stuff. It was really interesting. I, I liked it a lot. Somebody that loves horror. It was really cool to learn about true stories that happened that I didn't know about. Like people that committed just horrible crimes in their lives. And you get to read all the about most interesting ones that that was that what was the best one to read that was connected to a movie. Um, I liked one. There's a movie. I believe it was from Alfred Hitchcock called rope. It was about these two guys that like they wanted to try to get away with a murder and just see how easy it would be to like kill somebody and get away with it. And it was based on a true story of some kid in like England who was like rich and he ended up him and his buddy were like, let's kill somebody and try to get away with it. And he ended up picking his own cousin. They picked him up. They're like, oh, we'll take you home. Don't worry about it. They killed him. They hit his body by the marsh or whatever. And the one guy's glasses fell out of his pocket. And they were able to basically catch that he did it. But it just shows like how fucked up people are. These two college kids with like the world ahead of them. They were just like, let's try to get away with a murder. Like for fun. That's just what they did. So they killed his own cousin and got caught. Like that's just it's one always, off the top of my head. It's always the glasses, I tell you. Yeah, it's just really fucked up. Like some of the shit you read. I mean, there's other one like if you're familiar with Ed Gain, who was a cannibal. Um. Hmm. That's a true story. Ed Gaines, a pretty pretty famous uh, serial killer, 
when you look him up, uh, he lived in like a farmhouse and had like just dead bodies and body parts all over the house. It stunk, sounds, but sounds he lived, normal. he sounds lived on normal. a farm. So back in the day, like it just stunk and they just assumed like, well, he lives on a farm. So whatever. Then they finally got into the house and they find he used to make like lampshades out of people's skin. He was a big inspiration for silence of the lambs. Oh. He was a big inspiration for Texas chainsaw because he was a cannibal. He used every part of the body. He, he killed people. He ate them. He used their skin for things. And he ended up getting caught, but uh, just really cool stuff to read about. There's actually an Ed Gain book that I want to read that's just about him, but this really opened up my eyes to a lot of other crimes and got me interested in other kind other of, things. So it was really of, good. Kind of on this thing too is that, that new Dahmer thing just dropped. Just started on today. I want to watch it. That might be my pick next week. You never know. We'll I see do want to watch it. It looks like it looks. The trailer looked pretty good though. There's another new show that uh, I want to might be a pick, but I don't like to pick things this early. I've only watched a, a, two episodes, but Reboot on Hulu just came out. I was just talking to uh, Jess with that before I came here. I, I watched saw a couple trailer. episodes. I thought it was pretty funny. It's got my man Johnny Knoxville in it. It's about uh, this girl goes to Hulu, actually, in the show. She goes to Hulu and pitches them an idea and says, I want to reboot this 80s sitcom. And it's all of them now in 2022. And they're supposed to be like, they're all older. And like the, the show is going to be way different. But it's like they're trying to be politically correct. And it's just funny. I like Johnny Knoxville. So it's called the Connors, basically. That's what it sounds like. They all came back and tried to be politically correct. Yeah, but this one's actually <laughs> funny. And this one actually like is, is has talented people in it. Hey, let's and- not hate on Roseanne. Roseanne's a classic. Roseanne's not even in the Connors anymore. Well, no, so. because now it's the Connors. <laughs> yeah. But that's why it now it's changed to the Connors. Because, anyways, it's a whole political. Yeah, but thing. this is basically it. it kind of pokes fun at how how many shows were reboots. Because the guy at Hulu goes, "Are people still doing reboots?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, this this this." They listed off like ten shows that have been rebooted over the last few years. Yeah. So they're kind of poking fun at that. But at the same time, it's got a really good cast. So you it's have got, watched two episodes so far. Yeah, okay, I did. So it's worth watching. Yeah, it's got Johnny Knoxville. It's got Keegan Michael Key. It's got um, uh, Jennifer Judy. Judy Greer from like Halloween and all that. She's in it. Uh, it's got some other people. It's just really it. good so far. Yeah, I like it. it. Okay. So check that out. Cool. And uh, that's going to do it for talking about balls on behalf of everybody here. That's why we couldn't find a cause of death. She's still alive. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.